Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to Welcome to This Weekend Marvel, episode number 187. 187 on a podcast. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morse. Do you know what 187 stands for? Uh, Hugs and kisses? Not really, but we'll talk about it off the air. Uh, And joining us for the final time, his swan song after three years of interning... Uh, since he was 16. <laughs> Intern Alex gets his own microphone today. Yeah, I feel real special. It's, uh, it's going to be a weird podcast. <laughs> yeah, what's weird? I don't know. I, just, I, have a mic- I have a microphone that's too much power for me. I agree. We're, we're not going to let you talk a lot <laughs> or just no. have a microphone. The microphones to make you feel good. Alex has yes. been our intern for over a year now? Yeah. It's, off and on? It's so, yeah, spring semester last year and then took a little break. And I came back for fall. And, uh, All right. No one needs sense. to hear yeah, about it. Your whole yeah, I was story. just getting it in. Anyways, he's been awesome, and uh, he's co-hosted the podcast a number of times. So for this last one, we decided to let him step up. We've also got our new intern, Alec, not to be confused with Alex, uh, who is manning the uh, the earphones right now. But you will, you will get to hear more from him probably next week. Mumbling in the background. Mumbling in the background. Because let's be clear. Alec does not get his own microphone. Not get his own microphone, but you have to earn that one microphone time. He's here. We're glad to have him. We got a lot to talk about. We got comics to discuss. We got news to go over. We have your questions and comments. We also have continuing our blockbuster interview series. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, this week we have Sam Roberts from SiriusXM. Uh, at the time we're recording this, we already recorded Sam. But he will host come of up the Sam Roberts Show and the, the Sam, Sam Roberts Robert Wrestling Show. Podcast. Yep. Also a personality sometimes, like myself, yeah. on WWE Network. Well, yeah, you guys, were, it was very, I, I was kind of starstruck sitting across the table from the two of you thinking, these are the faces I see on WWE Network. And rightfully so. All the time. But yeah, we, uh, we had a good talk with Sam. That's coming up later in the show. But first things first, as always, we start with comics on sale this week. And Ryan, you are up. I'm up first. Uh, I've got all new Hawkeye number three, uh, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Ramon Perez, colors by Ian Herring and Ramon Perez. Um, I love the format of this issue because in the previous couple of issues, we've been going back and forth between current day with the Hawkeyes, Clint and uh, Katie, and we've been bouncing back into some uh, flashbacks with uh, Clint and Barney as they were young and getting into trouble and dealing with crazy, awful people. Uh, but a lot of this issue has our main story in the current time uh, taking up three quarters of the page, and then the bottom th- uh, quarter is flashback stuff. And I think it's a really effective way to tell the story, a lot of parallels that they're trying to go for, and just just great storytelling device. Um, Jeff is writing... He, he's picked up the mantle. You know, we've talked about this before. He's, uh, he's taken our Hawkeyes, and it's just... It's pretty seamless. Uh, Ramon is a master. I'm comfortable saying he's a master of the craft. He's fantastic. He knows how to tell a story in so many different ways. Facial expressions uh, from one panel to another are just masterful because he's a master, yeah, like I said. Uh, and we've got the, the, the cool, like the weird, creepy kids. We weren't really sure what their deal was. And then we get more about them here, and it's just it's amazing. I love them. They're my new favorite characters. Uh, I could change by the end of this podcast. Yeah, totally could. You're very mercurial in your tastes. Everyone, you know what? That's my nickname, mercurial, mercurial Panagos. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but it's it's a terrific issue. Um, if you are not reading all new Hawkeye yet, you best get on that. 
Big Thunder Mountain Railroad number three, a Disney Kingdoms limited series, again tying into one of the major attractions of the Disney theme parks, written by Dennis Hopeless. Felix Ruiz steps in on art this issue, but someone not stepping out, and that's Jean-Francois Bellieu still rocking the colors. Uh, this issue a lot about Abigail Bullion, the protagonist of this series, and one of my new favorite characters. She's great. Uh, I really enjoy her. I enjoy her, her spunk. Her uh, gumption, her gumption, uh, words like that. Her ability to screw up yet still seem to know what she's doing. Just like Alex, (laughs) and she does. Yeah, (laughs) she is the Alex Lopez of the Disney Kingdoms multiverse. Um, (laughs) But yeah, she starts this issue much like Alex, uh, hanging from a tree, tied up by her feet. Uh, The bandits she is hooked up with, not really taking to her. She is the daughter of their their kind of their enemy, Barnabas T. Bullion, uh, BTB as he's known, <laughs> and uh, it's it, it's a learning experience for her. She thought she knew the world. She thought she knew her dad. She thought she knew what was going on with Big Thunder. She gets her eyes open to some things that, as a child, you know, you just kind of shut your ears, shut your eyes, and just assume your parents are doing everything right for everyone. But there's more going on here. There's some horse chases. There is some heists. There's action down in the mine. There's a confrontation between Abigail and her father, which leads to her making a monumental decision at the end of this issue, which should tie nicely into a solid conclusion for this fun, fun, fun limited series. Pretty sure I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. They need to make a movie out of that. Big Thunder Mountain? Yeah, absolutely. I need that. That would be a great movie, actually. I think that I've never even thought about as a movie. I've never seen you this you? excited. Yeah. No, because that actually would be a great move. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's <laughs> my idea. It's his idea. Um, okay, so thank you, Alex, for your enthusiasm, as always. I'm sure we'll be hearing more of that throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow number 18, written by Nathan Edmondson, art by Phil Noto. Winding down the stories here, I believe next issue is a last days of Black Widow uh, tie-in. So this, this one really had to kind of wrap up a lot of what Nathan's doing here. And boy, does he. Uh, Boy, howdy. Puts a bullet in the story of chaos, not saying if that's literal or figural, but chaos gets dealt with in a big way. Nice Black Widow and Bucky moments, which are always heartbreaking for me, if you remember reading The Winter Soldier. Uh, if you've just read uh, if you've just read Black Widow, then it's just, oh, okay, cool, they care for each other. They're friends. If you read uh, the Winter Soldier series that Ed Brubaker originally wrote, then this tears your heart. You're just crying right now. Yeah. Black Widow changes her status with S.H.I.E.L.D. She has a heart-to-heart with Maria Hill. She says goodbye, in a way, to Isaiah, her lawyer buddy. Uh, but does she? And mm. possibly to her pet, her cat. Nihil. Is it Nihil or is it... Le- I thought it was Leho. Oh, Leho. 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 Who's Nihil? I don't know. Is that your, Do you have another cat? <laughs> you have a, I have five cats. you have cats. an eighth cat that we don't know about? <laughs> uh, and then... I'm going to name the next cat Nihil. Nice little crowd pleaser. Uh, Black Widow also decides where she stands with the Avengers. And then ends the issue on a nice, quiet note. But yeah, this issue's really about Black Widow kind of staking her claim, saying like, all right, after the previous 17 issues, here's what I've learned about myself. Here's what I've decided. Here's the choices I want to make in my relationships. And now the Marvel Universe is going to end next issue. Oh, also, there's a really creepy thing going on with chaos yeah i know yeah, i man. said they were gone but they're come they're, on they're not so much those guys 
Uh, so we've gotten three issues without a Secret Wars book, but no longer. Yeah, don't worry about that. Time for the Secret Wars uh, onslaught to begin, and I'm so excited because they're friggin' great. Uh, we've got Inferno, number one, by Dennis Hopeless, Javier Garon, and Chris Sotomayor. Uh, you know, if you know anything about the Inferno story, did we do Inferno on Twim URC? We've never done Inferno. Really? No. Mm-mm. Hmm. All right. Yeah, anyway, no, he's the keeper of the. Yeah, bats. yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to make sure you pass the list uh, along. I'll have to write it down. Yeah, please. You can also um, type it. On yeah, the something like Old that. School. Um, so we know in you know the the story of Inferno is that uh, the X Men have to battle back demonic forces from Limbo, uh, and then you know there's a bunch of characters, a lot of crazy stuff happens, but the basic gist of the story that in the Marvel universe was. The X-Men succeeded. They were able to stop the demon invasion. They turned the tide, yada, yada, yada. In this um, land, in this part of Battle World, that was not the case. The X-Men lost that fight. Um, and the, Bad. Yeah, like... Lost it bad, Hardcore. Uh, they, they didn't Wasn't do it. Wasn't even close. Nope. They didn't do what they needed to do, and uh, they have been paying the price ever since. But there's sort of like... almost I wouldn't call it a stalemate, but closest that you can come. It's definitely not a stalemate. They, like, the bad guys won and the X-Men are just alive. Yes, but they they have, like, it's it's almost like they're fighting their fight as much as they can. No, because a stalemate would mean... Right, uh, that's why I said it's not a stalemate. The two sides are opposing each other equally. Like, the X-Men are just going on suicide raids once a year. That is not a stalemate. Right, but the other 364 days of the year, they're sort of doing their thing and the demons are doing their thing and it's sort of... It's not... Moving much. Sure, sure. Way. I, this, it's as much a stalemate as uh, that planet from Star Wars was right the other week when you got it wrong. What? Uh, when you, you I missed... don't think you're using these words correctly. No, no, I'm using them correctly. It's when you the planet that you thought. No, I just uh, made a mistake. Anakin became on. Yeah, no, this is another mistake on your part. No, it's not. You're anyway, re- history will judge me right. Uh, never. You, you will regret this. Um, so anyway, we've got our uh, our forces of X Men who are alive, who are dealing with. You know, forces of X Men, like an X Force. They don't call themselves X Force. I know. You'd be wrong in calling a, them X Force. Yeah. All right, so uh, now, now he's fired up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Inferno, so that's appropriate. We've got uh, we've got really the the character we're following most is Colossus in here, partially because um, well mainly because his sister is so in integral to what the demonic forces are um, doing to their their land. So we've got Colossus, and I love that they pick up the romance with uh, Domino, yep. which was something terrific. Well, I mean, the cool thing here was getting to see Dennis write Colossus and Domino again yep. because their romance was from his Cable and X-Force book, and he actually gets to write another uh, Cable and X-Force stalwart here as well. Yep. Uh, we've got Boom Boom, we've got Nightcrawler, uh, we've got a whole bunch of characters, and as Ben was alluding to, we've got a one day a year where uh, Colossus leads a force of X-Men, an X-Force, if you an will, to the core of the demonic forces to try and rescue Ilyana. Uh, and as you would imagine, it's not going too well because they just don't have the firepower to take down uh, the demons. But there's a big, big uh, reveal, kind of a reveal towards the end. I mean, it's sort of... Uh, prefaced on the cover, but yeah. uh, it was a cool little twist. Well, there's a there's a sub reveal, yeah, if you will. Uh, there's something to go with that reveal. Yes. Um, what was the name of the book uh, that came out in the early 2000s? That was an alternate reality X book, and I think Angel was a vampire. Mutant X. Mutant X. Mutant X. I 
that yeah there's echoes of that yeah and i was like i wish we had a mutant x part of battle world oh yeah that's a good point i loved that book we got a few months left yeah let's see if we can go uh, you never know rustle up a digital comic we'll tell john moisen to put it in one of the uh the anthologies anthologies. yeah Yeah. i'm sure they're not done uh continuing our secret wars journey infinity gauntlet number one written by the team of dustin weaver and jerry duggan art completely by dustin weaver pencils inks colors the works and um, to differentiate this one a little bit, Inferno, we kind of revisited a reality where Inferno took place but went a little differently. Infinity Gauntlet is a little little more far afield. It's not really the classic Infinity Gauntlet story of Thanos getting his hands on all the Infinity Stones and then trying to take out half the universe. Uh, this is more... The Infinity Gauntlet will be a part of this story, but it's something very different, and it's something really cool. And it plays to Jerry's strengths as a writer, kind of being in to lean in on that emotion. Some of the stuff that we've gotten to see him do in Nova, uh, a little bit in Deadpool, but really he, he gets to follow a family here, a family that has been, I don't want to say abandoned, but left behind on an Earth that has been ravaged by an extraterrestrial attack. As far as we can see, there are no superheroes. Uh, everything is a wasteland. These bugs, who I don't know if they're the Annihilation Wave, I don't know if they're a different species we've ever met. We will get to know that more. But this family, a father, a grandfather, and two daughters, basically just trying to survive in this landscape. Uh, The mother, who is absent, is a member of the Nova Corps. She left to try to help fight this invasion. Obviously, the Novas didn't win, and thus her family is wondering where the heck she is. Uh, Meanwhile, while this is all going on, there are little echoes of what might be the Infinity Stones, which probably will be where the Infinity Gauntlet plays in, and by probably I mean definitely. Oh, and there's a dog, too. Um, (laughs) What I really want to talk about here is the art, because Dustin Weaver, one of the best artists in the business, uh, spent a lot of time on this one, designing a world, designing characters, designing a landscape. These aliens really, really dug in and just got every detail, and it's a beautiful book. And in the midst of his great art, the relationships instantly, like this was, you know, 20 pages or something long, and by the end of it, I was already like, the family dynamics were chilling me. I, I felt like I'd known these people for a while. Kind of the, the dad trying to keep his daughter safe, conflicting with his father-in-law, the daughter's disagreeing on where their mom is, and where the mom is plays a major role in the climax. And lest you think this is just a book about a bunch of people we've never met, Thanos is lurking in the background and promises to figure heavy into next issue, but something very different from Secret Wars. Um, not really any mention of Battleworld. Definitely don't know who the Baron is. This is just kind of this cool story that has the Secret Wars label on it, but really could could take place at any time. Could be a what if, could be just a neat, neat tale that's taking place anywhere. Love the characters, love the art, love the writing. It's really good, man. You should read it. One of the most emotional, like emotionally resonating books we've put out this year absolutely fantastic yeah really deep cut like uh, stunningly incredible from top to bottom yeah it felt like man it felt like a movie that really like kind of runs at your heart strings. oh my gosh um uh i am legend both yes. the book and yeah. the movie Good comparison um uh, get they they kill me every yeah. time i see or read them and yeah that was terrific yeah. this one this one will make you feel it'll make you feel something indeed more. Uh, on to Inhumans Adelan Rising, number one, by Charles Soule. Uh, writer, penciler is John Timms. Inks by Roberto Poggi. 
and uh, colors by Frank Darmada. So this is, as you would imagine, uh, mostly an Inhuman book. We've got a core group of Inhumans, which uh, this new character called the G-Man, who is a, basically a He's ghost great. rider. Uh, but like a ghost, like a wisecracking ghost rider from the what era would this be from? Thirties, thirties, the twenties. I don't know. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in that range. Called the G-Man. Called the G-Man. He's Love awesome. Him. Um, they the the Thors show up at one point and they they call him a um, they call him a spirit of spirit. ignition. Which, oh, a spirit of ignition. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Uh, which I thought was a terrific way because I mean that's the that's what the Ghost Riders are. You've got him leading this core group of uh, Inhumans. Um, which are Flint, Naja, and a Hulk-ish Inhuman called Mega Rad. He may not even be an Inhuman, actually. He, I think he's a Hulk. Know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like he was technologically enhanced. I don't know. I'm, hopefully we'll get to know him more. Yeah, we'll get to know more. But they go to Greenland, which uh, if you've been reading Secret Wars books, you know you're not supposed to go from, from uh, you know, region to region. Uh, so that sets off alarms. But also they're part of a resistance called the Voice Unheard, which is uh, a cool little thing. We get to see a little bit more of Maybe not just in humans because we see a character from 1602 show mm-hmm. up in here. Uh, you know. Well, this is the first appearance of the Quiet Room, which is going to be a fixture in multiple Secret Wars books. Right. So you got the Voice Unheard mm-hmm. and the the Quiet Room. Some cool stuff going on. Some things bubbling under. Yeah, the Quiet Room is. Uh, it's basically it's, it's a nightclub in the middle of Manhattan, which is one of the domains of. Secret Wars of one of the domains of Battle World where anyone from any realm, like we were just talking about, you're not supposed to cross realms. This is the one place everyone can come and it's a peaceful place. There's a ceasefire. Its owner is interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, this is not the this is the only place it shows up this week, but it will not be the only place it shows up. Yeah, and even when we see it in this week, you get glimpses of characters from other regions populating together. It's pretty cool. And um, <clears throat> we also get uh, Doom the ever-present Doom, floating Doom head here. Uh, we got Medusa. We get ver- uh, various Inhumans. It's terrific. Yeah, what I really like about Adeline Rising is the same thing I liked about Charles's Inhuman, and that's the world building and the character creation, which he's so good at. Mm. Secret mm-hmm. Wars, part of the fun of it, uh, you get standalone books like Infinity Gauntlet, which are very separated, but you want some, you know, part of the fun of this, part of the six-year-old glee of it is that we have all these toys and they're in the same sandbox and they may be separated a little bit but piecing together and charles and adeline rising maybe more than anyone's done so far has really set it uh set out to say like okay there's a bigger overarching story going on here and i want to dive into it. i want to really play with the mythology that jonathan hickman set up so kudos to him kudos all right we're gonna step outside of see your oars not for long just for a second it's all good uh back to the marvel universe for the epic finale of Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, written, drawn, produced, soundtrack, everything else by Care Kyle Andrews, uh, I really this book really picked up for me in the second half. It started off strong, uh, but the second half has been amazing. In the last six issues, I have loved. This is the epilogue issue. The big battle is done. Danny Rand has done what he had to do. New York is in ruins, per usual. And he's got to pick up the pieces. Uh, there's a new status quo, quo for Kun Lun. We'll see where that goes. A lot of the characters that were introduced in this series uh, have new roles. Uh, the hierarchy of the Immortal City has changed. Danny now has a protege, which is going to make things very interesting. It really makes you think uh, you want a lot of this stuff to pick up. That's the first part of the issue. The second part of the issue, set three months later, is kind of Danny uh, getting to go on a date with Brenda. 
who's this woman who's been involved with throughout the series. Brenda. And then everything gets totally turned on its head. They're out to dinner. They're having a nice dinner. Danny's talking about how much how, how much he likes her, how great it's going to be with her. And then she just karate kicks him out of nowhere. And the crazy thing is they're having this, like, battle, like, through the sky. They're falling out the window. They're doing all this stuff. And the whole time, Danny's, like, still kind of trying to be like, hey, we should move in together. Like, no, just kind of obli- either oblivious or not caring that she's punching him and she clearly is angry at him. Uh, we find out her secret. We find out her history. And it's a neat new adversary, potentially, or could be uh, an ally. We don't know. We don't know where her and Danny are going to land. Um, but this book really, you know, just as the Immortal Iron Fist redefined Danny Rand, this built on a lot of that stuff. This once again gave Danny Rand a lot of new set pieces and characters to play with. Uh, Carrie Andrews does a nice afterwards, talking about how much he enjoyed it. And hopefully other people are going to take, take the ball and run with it because this was really cool. 12 issues of fun. Pick up the collection. Uh, it's beautiful art and really tight character stuff. Tweet. All right. Tweet. Now it is time for the greatest comic in the history of comic books. Ah, yes, back to Secret Wars. It, there is nothing. You could die having read Modoc oh, Assassin number one, and <laughs> you'd be good. What about number two? I don't. You can't. I don't think our brains and our hearts are capable of handling more than one issue. Let us hope. Uh, so, Modoc Assassin number one, written by Christopher Yost, art by Amilcar Pina and Terry Pallet and Rich- Rochelle Rosenberg, amazing cover by David LaFuente and Jean Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about Modoc. And it is about Modoc, who is an assassin, and it is amazing. Uh, I love Yost's take on Modoc. He's got him with this like weird little tick that he has, uh, but he like takes the idea that he is designed only for killing, and he really he just runs with it. And um, spoiler, he kill. I, I know we don't do spoilers on this podcast. Yeah, we're not really into that, right? Uh, but You're really breaking a rule here. I know. Uh, Modoc straight up kills Bullseye within the first couple pages. So Bullseye, one of the greatest assassins in the world, he kills the crap out of him. Uh, and it's terrific. Uh, the Bullseye is part of this assassin's guild who's going after uh, another character. Modoc's like, no, I'm going to take care of this, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, but we're in, um, what is the domain that they're in? Baron Mordo is... Uh, Killville. Killville, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so they're in Killville where Baron Mordo, love Baron Mordo, Yeah, and Clea, I gotta, once all the books come out i gotta do a guide to who's the baron where yeah I think who's fun. your baron yeah who's your baron that's yeah. gonna be the name of it yep um thanks so, for coming up with that alex no problem uh so baron mordo is like hey modok you're you're like super close to the edge bro yeah chill and modok's like sure 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 i'm gonna kill you Modoc's uh, like, don't push me because yeah. i am close to the edge yes uh, trying not to lose my giant head <laughs> modok's also got a friggin' sweet car mm-hmm. like terrific it's awesome the ride. mobile I hope it should so. be called the Monarch. Uh, but so it's Killville, and they're right on the edge of you know the other city of other zones. You got twenty ninety nine. Um, that's right there. He's got the the Sentinel uh, the Sentinel territories. So all this stuff, and like Modoc's just like, nah, I'm gonna like I I don't give a crap. I'm gonna do what I want. We got. The greatest moment in the history so, of comics. So this, I'm pretty sure, is Chris well, this, Yost yeah. writing this I got to me. this point, 100%. I had to be like, did you talk to Chris about this book at all? Because if ever there was a wish-fulfillment moment, I was, this would be like, it, right? Like, tears yeah. of joy yeah. streaming down my face. 
uh, as Modok kills my least favorite character. Yeah. Uh, and I won't spoil that one for you, but if you know me, if you know. listen to the other 186 <laughs> episodes of this podcast, uh, any of them just you may know. amazing stuff going on. That was like too much of a coincidence, though. It, it's, I, I need to know. It, it's so perfect. Yeah. It, it could have been also Daniel Ketchum, the editor, That's true. who uh, knows my, my hatred for... We need, to, we need to dig into this. Yeah. Uh, terrific stuff. And then there's this great two-page sequence by the end where a character, who if you've seen the cover of number two, a character shows up, and there's, you know, Modoc's thought process around that is just incredible. It really is everything I could have hoped for and more. Lived up to the hype, huh? It destroyed to the hype. To your hype. Yes. Uh, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors number seven has got to follow that. A tall task. But uh, <laughs> certainly it's uh, based on the episode Stand By Me. Featuring Stan the Janitor, who may be familiar to some of you. Uh, it was written by Man of Action and Joe Fallon, and it was adapted by our boy Joe Caramagna. Back in the Marvel Universe proper, we got Nova number 31, the conclusion to Nova for a little bit until Secret Wars comes and goes. We'll see what happens to Nova on the other end, but this one is written by Jerry Duggan. Great art by David Baldion, who's really coming to his own on this series. Nova has been just a perfect assignment for him. I uh, had some big shoes to fill as far as you know ed mcginnis paco medina but david baldion really rose up to the challenge here say nothing of terry pallet who does the inks and david curiel who does the colors this is the final chapter of sam's war with the chitari trying to get his dad back uh facing overwhelming odds in terms of asteroids basically being slung at the earth and this giant chitari warlord it looks like sam is overwhelmed. You can't possibly hit it. But the superpower we forget Sam has and that he's developed over the past 30 issues is he has friends. And a bunch of them show up to help him here. He, however, has to take on this Chitari warlord himself. This guy is a major threat. There's an awesome fight. It's, again, beautifully drawn. David Baldion, height of his powers. And then uh, we get to see Jesse Alexander back on Earth, back with his family. Really, what we've been waiting the whole series for. This is what it's been building to. That moment that you're looking at, there's a, a mm-hmm. full-page spread. Silent, no words. Tingles up my spine. Yeah. I was like, that is, they nailed that moment, 100%. Yes, yeah, so the question is, you know, could they could they live up to their own build as far as getting the family back together? Well, instantly, there is a new dynamic between Jesse and Sam, both good <laughs> and bad. And uh, we get to end it with a nice with a nice uh, sit down at the Alexander table. Really nice finish. Uh, nice way for Jerry to potentially say goodbye to these characters. We'll see what happens. And there's an afterwards, too, that tells you the story is not over. Not over. All right. Old Man Logan, number one. This is a big one, guys. Ooh, uh, huge. Big, it's actually one a of the most hotly big old thick yeah. issue, too. One of the most hotly anticipated uh, Secret Wars books. Definitely. Uh, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by Andrea Sorrentino. Colors by Marcelo Maiolo. Uh, and the, I, I dug it because right away you're like, if you've read Old Man Logan, you could get right in there. And it's like, like it picks up shortly after the events of the Old Man Logan story, which is great because people friggin' love that book. And... This is terrific, and if you were, like, worried, oh, maybe they will pull back on the violence or whatever, oh, no. Oh, no. This is intense. Wolverine just cuts people's limbs off. There's ears flying around. There's more blood splatter in this issue than probably most comics in a full year or more. Well, at this company, at least. Yeah. Wait, other comics... Yeah. I'll tell you when you're older. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, we it's just terrific story. Wolverine following up on taking care of some of that business, uh, and um, you know more of the stuff that you loved from 
Old Man Logan, like the new twists on characters, what would have happened in this version of reality in this future. Uh, what you know, Logan does is he's traveling, having taken down the Hulks. Now he's going from one point to another, uh, and we get to see where he is in his home life. Uh, very interesting who he is hanging out with what is at his homestead um, and then what sort of sets the next series of events for his life into motion uh, we get to see a an x-men character who um, you know seen better has days tons of history but yes yep. that character has seen better days and it's really like it's a pretty heartbreaking bit of business right there Absolutely. yeah uh, but all in all we get to see you know it, it could have been just hey here's more Old Man Logan, and it, I think Bendis and crew do a great job of then twisting it ever so slightly, putting it right into the thick of all the Secret Wars action, and I'm really excited to see where this goes from here. Mm-hmm. Alright, we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. number 6. Man, I love this series. Written by Mark Wade, uh, art by Paul Renaud, who we don't get to see many interiors no. from, which is fantastic. Yeah, usually here. a cover guy. Yeah, uh, colors by Romolo Fajardo, and, um, you know, it pulls on threads from previous issues of S.H.I.E.L.D. Here, uh, there's a great thought. The, the story is that the smartest people in the world, there's a virus that is infecting the smartest people in the world uh, from the top down. Uh, they're turning them into right. mindless ones. So only the dummies are left to save us all. Yeah. Yep. Great. This and would be our moment to shine. Yeah, I, I'd be right there <laughs> punching things. And... Um, we get to see, you know, a whole bunch of our favorite characters. Uh, it's it's awesome to see Fitz and Simmons turn into mindless ones. Yep. Uh, right away. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're real smart. They're smart cookies. Yep. Uh, there's this new this character established in here who is uh, a Shield agent. Who I this guy's great. He's my new favorite character. Yep. Well, yep. That lasted a little while. <laughs> yep. Did you know it was going to be him? No. No. All I right. just assumed by the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agent Warwick, who works on Shield, uh, like. Magic-y stuff, uh, who has turned himself into an owl-faced guy. Yeah. He's got regular people arms and body. He's a man body. with the head of an owl. Yeah, which is terrific. Yeah. And Paul Renaud draws a terrific <laughs> owl head. Who knew? I want a whole book of this guy. Like Old He's Asian got the head. weird looks, like owl, like scowling looks and, and surprised look. Oh, it's so good, man. So good. Um, you've got this owl dude who's mixing technology with magic. They have to go and take down Dormammu because, you know, Usually what happens. Yeah. Evil magic is in place. Dormammu's oh, but their probably... way of doing it. Oh, yeah. Coulson, so, This is what makes Coulson such a great yeah, character. He's and like, this is, I gotta say, as much as I love TV and movie Coulson, this is what makes comics Coulson so cool, that he has the resources that uh, his cinematic counterpart does not necessarily have yet. Yes. Uh, so he pulls out a, a squad that is perfect for the job of fighting and holding the line against the mindless ones mm-hmm. uh, while they go to the dark the rest of them go to the dark dimension to take down Dormammu um, and they, like you were saying he has the right you know the resources at his disposal he takes another another character uh, to, to fight the fight that he needs and the only way to do it and it's great like Dormammu is just totally caught off guard he's like wait wait, wait no no I planned uh, for everything yeah, except for this except for this it's terrific and everything is wrapped up pretty neatly. Um, and then our next issue is going to be uh, Daisy Johnson and Mr. Hyde, which what? is going to be a humdinger. Oh, boy. 
All right, Secret Wars 2099, number one, written by Peter David, art by Will Sliney. This is a lot of fun for anyone who's a fan of 2099. Um, it is not the original 2099 universe, but it's Peter David, who is one of the architects of that universe, getting to kind of do a do-over, a, a second draft of the 2099 landscape set in Secret Wars, and do some old twists on some of the characters from that original take on 2099, uh, introduce a lot of new characters. This is focused on the Avengers. We've got a Captain America, an Iron Man, a Hawkeye, and a Black Widow, as well as Hercules, who's just still there doing it. I was so excited to see Hercules. Yeah, so... We don't get to see Hercules much. We don't much. get to see Hercules nearly enough anymore. The cool thing for this is that every... And this is kind of what I liked about the original 2099 concept. So even though this isn't adhering exactly to that, it's the spirit in that... You had a lot of twists, like, you know, Spider-Man was kind of the victim of his own success, or, you know, you would bring in Doom and you didn't know if he was really Doom. I like here how Captain America is this great female hero who is unaware of her own secret identity. You've got Iron Man, uh, the mystery behind the suit. Black Widow is kind of a crazy personality. There's a take on the vision. Miguel O'Hara is in the book. Some other 2099 Foundation characters are in the book. Um, but really the story is just kind of like it's, it's a mission for the 2099 Avengers. What is to come is that we get a new take on the vision at the end. And this vision has visions and tells Iron Man of an upcoming one, which sounds like it's going to be really cool. And Vision's just lying in a pool. It's, it's a terrible outro. I apologize. I'll, I'll say that the, uh, the Hulk 2099 is on the cover of issue number two. Boom. I know I sold that as much as I, I know. Can. You're just like staring good. at me. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> also, my great. phone's buzzing. I gotta see who's called. Uh-oh. Uh, we've got, all right, up next, Secret Wars Journal, number one. Uh, two stories in this one, and this is another, uh, I believe, oh, this is a Jake Thomas anthology book. Well, this the funny thing is him and... Moisen are like competing with each other because ah. Moisen has Battle World and this one has Secret Wars Journal. If you read the solicits, the solicits are very combative are they? towards the other books. That's amazing. Saying like you know the only Secret Wars anthology you need to read. <laughs> it's really good stuff. Um, terrific. Uh, the first story is called The Arrowhead, written by Prue Shen. I think that's the first work from them. Uh, artist is Ramon Box, colors by Jean Francois Bellu, and it's a we've got um, in King James England, which I believe is our sixteen oh two. Indeed, uh, it is. Yes, it is. It's our sixteen oh two domain. Uh, we've got our Young Avengers characters here uh, doing a little bit of Robin Hooding uh, in a sense, and it's fun. It's a fun tale. We get awesome Kate Bishop uh, action, jumping out a window, shooting arrows doing all kinds of crazy stuff, blowing people up and getting into trouble, which you always want to see. Our second story is called We Worship What We Don't Understand by Matthew Rosenberg, who is my friend. I'm very excited. Yes. It's his first uh, thing he's done for us. Artist is Luca Pizzari, colors by Rain Barreto, and uh, it's an X-Men story set in e Egyptia, yeah. which is... Uh, I, it's it's I'm, new. It, it, but does it have the character... The, remember the new warrior? No. This is different. I guess I think we still may see the forever that that story is called Forever Yesterday, and I think we still may see them at some point. We actually did a sketchbook with Luca of this uh, uh -huh. a few weeks ago. Uh, the sketches are just amazing, but this is basically 
an X-Men Moon Knight mashup set in ancient Egypt. Yeah, really cool. it's terrific. It's, you know, you've got Khonshu and you've got X-Men and uh, the, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't want to give anything away, but you definitely got some uh, wolf people mm. uh, rolling up in here. And there's great you know two-page battles. Knight, he, he, you know, has some wolf ties. Yes, he does. Uh, we've got a great two-page battle scene. We've got a really cool... Um, sort of twist to how things shake out which is not what I was expecting it was terrific and uh, it's awesome it's just a, a good like 8-10 page story uh, showing another realm in Battle World yeah and as far as uh, Forever Yesterday that classic New Warrior story that mm -hmm. I'm talking about which I don't think it's on Unlimited otherwise I would do as a twin you are seeing a heartbeat yeah but so I know uh, I know Horus who was the Egyptian Thor has been in some of the Thor's group shots oh cool so that's my hope we'll, we'll see that yeah yeah all right, Uncanny Avengers, Ultron Forever number one, wrapping up this really, really cool trilogy that Al Ewing and Alan Davis did. Um, man, this was fun. This was a really good time. Like I said, uh, Alan Davis penciled it, Mark Farmer inked it, Michelle Rosenberg did the covers. When we started this out, it was a group of time-gathered Avengers brought together by a future Doctor Doom to fight Ultron. It's taken kind of a left turn, and now in the far future of the Ultron singularity, Doctor Doom has taken over the world, he has a bunch of Doombot slaves, he has a bunch of humans that he's bent to his will through machinery, and uh, the Avengers, who could just go home to their respective eras, have determined, no, we're not going to do that, we're going to stay here and liberate this world from Doom. It's such a quirky collection of characters still, even three issues in, I'm just amazed by it. I love Daniel Cage as Captain America, weird Hulk with a banner head, and all three Thors working together, it's all great. Uh, Vision gets a lot to do in this issue. He's kind of the central character. They go to Asgardia. They find out that uh, all the Asgardians are trapped behind this magic mirror. And it's this great Alan Davis two-page spread. Getting to draw every Asgardian character and doing this craziness with reverse speak. Uh, that becomes Iron Man, James Rhodes' problem to deal with. While the Avengers go after Doom. Just a lot of action. Just a lot of cool stuff for Alan Davis to draw, which really, at the end of the day, if that's all this book was, that would still be fine. But there's more. There's a twist to who, who Doom is. Uh, and for your Avengers AI fans who love that series, uh, this book is has a lot to do with Avengers AI. I damn near lost it. That's I was so excited. There's a two-page spread where all the Asgardians join the Avengers and fight all the Doombots, and basically Al Ewing, just, you can tell he is giddy as he gets to write this purple prose about the Avengers were born anew. So good. It's awesome. All the characters go back to their home times with some lessons having been learned. The Vision and the Black Widow have a new closeness. And we end where we started on Danielle Cage's reality. And I really hope Al gets to do more of this. Um, Danielle is a great character. We get to see more of the Golden Skull. And on the last page, we get introduced to her Avengers, who I would love to read more about. I need to know what's up with Tiny Nova, because I love oh, yeah. him so much. Yeah, Nova's just this inexplicably like he's like He's person. like a foot tall, and yeah. I want to I want to be his friend. Yeah, because you have like a lot of... There's some really crazy things here. You have like mm -hmm. Iron Man, who looks like he's part fish. You have Naturally. Thor missing an eye. But yeah, Tiny Nova, definitely the standout of this weird Avengers team. Al Ewing and Alan Davis, uh, who will be teaming back up for Captain Britain and the Mighty Defenders, yes. hopefully they get to revisit this reality, because it was a lot of fun. Just perfect perfect for what these little three chapter things that we love are. It was, it was excellent. Yes, it was. Alright, last book of the week is Where Monsters Dwell, number one. Our last Secret Wars book of the week as well. Uh, written by Garth Ennis, art by Russ Braun, colors by Dono Sanchez Almada. 
Uh, and it's the Phantom Eagle, who you may or may not know is a World War One fighter pilot. Sure was. Uh, and in here, Garth just goes goes nuts and turns him to a total rapscallion. Well, he's like Garth Ennis' favorite Marvel character. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, no one wants to write the Phantom Eagle as much as Garth Ennis does over and over again. Yes, and it's terrific. It's a very funny book. Uh, you know, Phantom Eagle is just a jerk to pretty much everyone he knows, and he sort of has to pay the price for it sooner or later. Uh, he gets uh, caught up with this lady in the middle of this, in the midst of trying to get out of, you know, an area where he's already screwed a bunch of people over. Uh, so he gets out of there. He's dealing with this lady who he thinks is just a rube. Uh, but, you know, we all know. Alex, you knew. I knew. You knew. Uh, and boom, they, they fly. They get caught up in a storm. And pterodactyls. It's terrific. Uh we get them, you know, Phantom Eagle flying around, trying to get through some pterodactyls, uh, landing in this this new area, and uh, such a terrific, very Garth Ennis last last page here, mm -hmm. so fun. Uh, and one thing I really really dug is at the the very end of the book they put a map of Battleworld yes. with a uh, diagram, a cutout of where this uh, where this book takes place, the two regions where. Uh, this is set in, which I thought was terrific. That's I want to see more of that in every book because it sort of can help people figure out what they're thinking of in terms of the geography. All right, we've come to the end of the line on this one. A lot of good books. Oh, my gosh. This is one of the best weeks we've this had. This is one of the best weeks in a while. Uh, there, as we were going through, there were a lot of ones I could have picked. Let's let Alex go first for his uh, final way. Have you gotten to read any of these yet? Yeah, I read a couple. All right, what did um, you like the most? Old Man Logan. Really Old Man Logan? Yeah. That's your jam? That was my... I really Why? Liked it. I, I really liked the original story and picking up right where it ended, and it was just awesome. The, cool. the art in there is amazing. just really did it for me. <laughs> Mr. Panagos? Modoc Assassin. Yeah. No question, right? I don't yeah. even ask. I mean, <laughs> if, if Modoc Assassin weren't in this week... But it is. It would have been <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet. Well, Infinity Gauntlet's mine. Yeah. So it all gets covered. Yeah. Uh, so read all those books, read everything else... Uh, we've put out ever. Alec, do you have a do you have a picture? Do you, you is there one that you would want to read that mm -hmm. I would want to read? Yeah, uh, definitely. I read the old, original Old Man Logan, so I definitely want to check that. All right, I like this continuity of interns. Yeah, yeah. like the names are similar, the tastes are similar. The this interns love blood. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. That's what we need them for uh, yeah. to get in there. All right, collections on sale this week: All New Invaders Volume Three, The Martians Are Coming. Great title. Deadpool Classic Volume Eleven, Merc with a Mouth. Deadpool Volume Eight, All Good Things. Deathlock Volume 1, Control-Alt-Delete. Giant Size X-Men 40th Anniversary, that's in hardcover. Guardians 3000 Volume 1, time after time. Uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Classic Volume 3. Nightcrawler Volume 2, Reborn. Thanos vs. Hulk. Wolverines Volume 2, Clawblade and Fang. No <laughs> Wolverines this week. What? Did you Whoa. notice that? Yeah. One of those rare Wolverines-less weeks. What the hell? Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Alex is confounded. Yeah. Up on the app this week, uh, all the stuff we just discussed without Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man, but, but with the Seer Wars Digital Infinite comic tie-in, and that, of course, is X-Men 92, which we'll get in print and talk much more about maybe next week. I don't know, in, in the next couple of weeks. But you should totally read it, uh, yeah, the read way, the Infinite The way comic. it's meant to be read. Totally. Yeah, I've it's, heard good things about X-Men 92 it's super thus fun. far. Yeah, it's, it's wacky. It's what you'd want. Mm -hmm. Um... All right, also on sale on the Marvel app this week, we've got Amazing Spider-Man 201 through 223, Avengers West Coast 1 through 4. Is it the first limited series? Yep, that is yeah. the uh, series where they founded the team. Yep. Uh, Avengers The Terminatrix Objective. That is a Kang story that I believe starred 
U.S. Agent, Thunderstrike, and War Machine, the, uh, the substitute big three Aww. Avengers. Okay. No, they get their time to shine, though. Sure, sure. It's cool. Uh, and Lady Deadpool, numero uno. Uh, collections on the app this week, we've got All New Invaders, Volume 3, The Martians Are Coming, Avengers West Coast, Avengers Assemble, Avengers The Big Three, Avengers The Many Faces of Henry Pym, Avengers The Private War of Doctor Doom, Avengers The Trial of Yellow Jacket, uh, Deadpool Classic, Volume 11, Merc with a Mouth, Deadpool, Volume 8, All Good Things, Deathlock, Volume 1, Control-Alt-Delete, Giant Size X-Men, 40th Anniversary, Guardians 3000, Volume 1, Time After Time, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Classic, Volume 3, Nightcrawler, Volume 2, Reborn, Thanos vs. Hulk, and Wolverine's Volume 2, Claw, Blade, and Fang. Alex, why don't you tell us what is freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited? All right, freshly digitized of comics on Marvel Unlimited, all-new Ghost Rider number 9, all-new Invaders number 12, Amazing X-Men number 13, Captain America and the Mighty Avengers number 2, Cyclops number 7, Death of Wolverine, The Logan Legacy number 5, Deathlock number 2, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors number 1, New Avengers number 27, New Warriors number 12, Nova number 24, Scarlet Spiders number 1, Secret Avengers number 10, Spider-Man 2099 number 6, Superior Foes of Spider-Man number 17, Superior Iron Man number 2, Wolverine and the X-Men number 12, and X-Force number 12. Very well done. Uh, some of the latest news we got coming out this week in terms of Secret Wars over in the comic book world, the publishing side. Sam Humphreys did a live chat the other day with me and with Alex. Yes. Uh, but it wasn't just Sam. Nope. We had a special guest. Mr. Devil Dinosaur That's joined right. us. Devil Dinosaur showed up to talk Planet Hulk. Uh, it was pretty fantastic. He yeah. gave some really insightful answers. Uh, you can replay that. Uh, you, you can hear everything Sam had to say about Star-Lord and Kitty Pride. See a ton of Star-Lord and Kitty Pride preview art, but really, yeah, Devil's Dinosaur just oh, yeah. bringing it. A lot of roaring. A lot of roaring. <laughs> uh, really wants to eat some Hulks. Oh, yeah. Will not answer questions about Moon Boy. Um, so, you know, some unique stuff. Uh, we did we did a cool piece last week too as uh, Ghost Racers will be coming out soon. We asked some past Ghost Rider creators who their favorite Ghost Rider of all time is. We got Roy Thomas, who is the editor on the original Ghost Rider, Felipe Smith, who wrote the most recent series, and a few guys in between. So that was cool. Um, and also Alex, Hero of the Month tomorrow. Oh. We'll know. Oh yeah. If you listen to this on Friday, you'll know. Yep. Should I, should I say who? Do it you is? want to reveal who it I'll is? Reveal it. It is Cyclops, who's right. actually one of my favorite characters, so yeah. I'm very excited about that. Cyclops, Scott Summers, won Hero of the Month for this week, or for this month, for May, and on Monday, we will get a new poll for June. It, it was a landslide, too. It was, it was true. Cyclops really, really dominated. Yeah. And it was a strong field, too. Who, was, who else was in this um, one? Thor, well, Lady, not Lady Thor, but Just Thor, guys. Thor, Thor. Come it's on, Thor. God. Um, I will punch you. <laughs> Who was Vision was in there. Yeah, Vision was in the mix. Uh, there was there was a lot of really yeah. strong contenders. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was up there, mm -hmm. and Cyclops just mowed him down. Yeah. Wow. So good on Scott Summers. Uh, we teased something last week, at the end of last week, called Eight Months Later. Uh, things are going to be all new. They're going to be all different. And we'll have more on that next week. And that's <laughs> all I got. Uh, in the world of the games... Marvel Mighty Heroes rolled out another new mission. They roll them out every Wednesday. Uh, this one's called Ready, Aim, Fire. It's part of Inhumanity. has Spider-Girl on your Corazon. has Spider-Woman in her current costume. It's all their cool team-ups as you take on AIM. And Contest of Champions released their Hulkbuster armor for <coughs> Iron Man. So, stuff across the board. Uh, I know I'm playing Avengers Alliance right now, and I am really, really, really trying to beat the buzzer on getting the Hulkbuster armor in that game. Got four more days. And then over in uh, Future Fight, 
I am, I got a six person team now. I got Cat, Black Widow, Iron Man, and then Hulkbuster, Iron Fist, and Sharon Carter trying desperately to get those lower level characters up, but also forging ahead. I'm getting into chapter three now. In Future Fight, they're doing a, a thing where every day you have a chance to win a mm -hmm. character. Yep. Um, or you can reject it and try again the next day. Yep. So that's I'm, how I get Sharon Carter. That's, yeah, so I've been rejecting because I'm hoping I'll get a two-star. Mm. Uh, so I rejected Sharon twice. Yep. Rejected Vision once. Yeah, I was close to picking Vision, but I rejected because I'm hoping for yep. a two-star. As you can see, I just... Yeah, right you, away. Yeah. Sharon Carter, give it to me. Give me a new character. I took Winter Soldier today. Okay, I, that's cool. I, that's a that, good pick. Yeah, yeah, that'd just be fun to add. I, I rejected Vision yesterday, and I was like, Winter Soldier popped up today, and I was like, oh, I can't let it pass. Yeah. Good move. <laughs> yeah. Good move. In turn, Alec, you'll have to be playing every single game that we have yep. in order to get in, you know, you have, part of these you, conversations. Yeah. If, you have a, good. if you have a train ride, that's great. Do you get MODOK in Future Fight by any chance? Not yet. You shut your mouth, I don't have MODOK yet. <laughs> fought, well, you fought MODOK, though, right? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. great, actually. Oh, He's an amazing character. I have, I think, four biometrics for him, so nice. I'm close-ish mm -hmm. yeah, to I'm getting close him. Close on Doc Ock. That'll nice. be my next, uh, my next pickup, yeah. hopefully. Uh... If you are following along, we've got some Ant-Man stuff starting to roll out for the film. So the train to Ant-Manville is starting to pick up. And it's, Guys, get it's ready. Tiny. Choo -choo. Yeah. It's actually a toy train. It's like the one in the trailer. Get it? Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's the obvious. Uh, so we're gonna, we have some stuff rolling out this week. And uh, expect more to happen as we get closer to the film's release in July. And this week was six weeks out from San Diego. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, we have a special edition coming up in a week and change. We'll talk about that a little bit more next week. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, stuff is happening, guys. All around us. So much stuff. Okay, let's send it out west to uh, Mark, Stephen, Patrick, whoever else they have with them. And then we will be back with SiriusXM's Sam Roberts. And then after that, we'll be back again with your questions and comments. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. Another thrilling installment of the Stromy and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Stromy. And clearly, while I've been on vacation for the last week and a half, I've forgotten how to do one of these intros. It's funny how quickly you forget these things. How quickly you forget. we got a quick edition of uh, This Week in Marvel West. That's what we're going to call ourselves now, This Week in Marvel West. Eh, I like the Wolfman and Strami show. Better. Oh yeah, no, no, we'll keep that. But it'll be like the anyway. Um, yeah, really. Uh, what what we got? What we got? Marvel's Avengers: Age of Ultron still in theaters. Still in theaters. Go go check it out once more. Still has made more than one billion dollars worldwide. Yes, it has. We're up to like one four. We're close to one point three. I feel like. Yes, sure. I looked it up earlier today. We're close to one point three. Uh, so yeah. Go out, check it again, and um, that's, well, it's kind of quiet here on this side of things. We're in like this weird little lull period. I know we've got some stuff coming up next week. Uh, oh, and actually some cool stuff coming up um, tomorrow, Thursday. Slash today. Slash you'll today be listening you're listening. To but we, we won't say what it is. No, because this will likely go before the thing happens. But, but you might want to keep your eyes on the old Twitter machine. Yes, yes. We will have some fun stuff going on on Twitter today. 
Um, hopefully, hopefully today. If not today, we'll have something fun going on soon. Or it could have been yesterday if you listen to this on Friday. Well, or it could still be today if you're listening at it on Friday. And it what if it is Friday. Monday of next week? Mm-hmm. It might be Monday next week. Who knows? Man. I don't know. Just Thanks. constantly refresh your Twitter. Uh, yes. So we'll have some stuff there. And uh, uh, I know we've got some stuff cooking. Hopefully <clears throat> we'll have some very exciting announcements uh, in the near future and some um, yeah, some cool stuff, some cool stuff shaking down. But until then, that's, that's all I got for this week. What about you, Patrick? Well, speaking of the future, coming up this Sunday, we have the latest episode in the Days of Future Smash Saga on Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. This time, Leader goes back to the 40s, and he wants to team up with Red Skull. So Hulk follows Leader back there, and Hulk teams up with Captain America. And then in present day, where Leader and Red Skull have successfully partnered and taken over the world, the Agents of Smash team up with an older... Uh, more veteran, grizzled Captain America. I'm just, I'm just imagining like Wolverine's voice coming out of like old Captain America. Now. His introduction when he, uh, we, we just posted the clip today, so you can see his introdu- introduction. But one of the things with Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash is anytime a new character shows up, a big title page, you know, appears across them to let you right. know who that is. So when Captain America shows up. The thing that reads is old Captain America. (laughs) Just so you don't get confused. Is he still still like super strong or is this like Captain America without the super soldier? No, he's still a super soldier. He's just older. And they also let you know because he's got a little bit of a five o'clock shadow. Whereas the 1940s kept it clean. All right. So tune in this Sunday at 8 a.m. I believe there's one more part of this giant saga and this is part four there's it's a five part oh it's a five part oh yeah so yeah make sure to tune in this sunday in just a few moments you will not hear me chatting with mr steven wacker what'd you do to him he's playing uh he's playing b-ball for the st louis cardinals he got called up to the big leagues Eh, that's fair so it's about time although i don't think it will last all that long well whoa whoa whoa. i'm telling him you said that fine all right he's too busy He's too busy swinging, swinging those bats, hitting some strikes. No, uh, that's hockey. You're thinking of hockey. Ooh, yes. Yeah. No. Go is, Bruins. Yeah, the Cardinals are are football. Go Bruins. Yeah. All right. That's it, everyone. Uh, kicking him back to. Shouldn't we j- just talk for a much longer time to fill up that quota? Fairly certain they don't want to hear that. You what? know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna recommend some <laughs> comics from this week. Cool. I, I recommend because they get to recommend comics all the time. So you're gonna recommend like George Carlin and Bill Hicks and yeah, yep, yep, yeah, those comics. Yeah, yeah Chris Farley, classic. Good old Chris Farley. No, was I rec- he, was he known for his stand-up? No, he no wasn't, but he was still a comedian. That's true. Uh, all I didn't right. Say stand-up comics. I say comics. Standing up comics. Hey, speaking of some stand-up comics, uh, you should check out X Men '92 number one, the Secret Wars tie-in that flashes back to the '90s X Men, which is a very soft spot in my, well, what was once a great and vibrant heart, and through age has just become cold and tiny and grizzled. Um, Didn't your heart die and then get resurrected as four different hearts in the '90s? 
Oh, I guess I'm thinking of something else that died in the 90s and then was resurrected yeah, in four that's different, different incarnations. Different, different, uh, different, yeah, all right. Uh, and I also recommend you uh, check out Old Man Logan, number one, by Bendis and Andrea Sorrentino, because Andrea Sorrentino's art is killer. Uh, and Ben's story is also great, and uh, it's, just, it's a gorgeous book to look at and a really fun read. And hell, I'm just enjoying all the Secret Wars books. Are you reading any of the Secret Wars books right now, Patrick? Um, do they have a Hannibal tie-in book? Nope. nope. No? No. Oh. Because I was going to say, I've been watching the live-action version of the Hannibal comic books. No, that nah, no, nah, right. that didn't happen. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, uh, and uh, we'll chat with you guys in seven more days. Until then, have a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous er week. Uh, and as always, remember to drink your Ovaltine. Oh man! And we forgot to talk about Wet Hot American Summer on the podcast. Oh yeah, I did see that because I said fondue the cheddar. So now I understand weeks and weeks ago, and you finally saw it. Now now I understand what you mean when you say fondue the cheddar. So you said you said the old Ovaltine thing, and then I'll I'll end with fondue the cheddar. We'll pretend like we never tried to end this the first time. Okay, great. Uh, Remember, drink your Ovaltine. Fondue the cheddar. All right, guys, time for everybody's new favorite segment of this week in Marvel. The interview segment. Oh, you know what? We need a special segment, uh, like uh, a special intro, like you have, Mr. Sam Roberts, our guest for this segment. What a segue. (laughs) So Sam is the host of a million things. Uh, He's been on WWE Network. You can Mm -hmm. hear him on Sirius XM. Mm -hmm. You can hear his podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are you doing, Sam? Well, right now I'm on the Marvel This Week in Marvel podcast. <laughs> That's what we got to rebrand it. The Marvel This Week in Marvel. Marvel. Marvel's This Week in Marvel podcast. Yeah, you, you walked over here from uh, from Sirius. Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to do this for like a year yeah. or, or it's something been crazy. like that. We kept, yeah, because I think it was after WrestleMania 30. You were on my flight on the way back, I remember. Yeah. Because we were saying, we're like, oh, yeah, we got to get you over here. We got to get you over here. And then it was just a series of uh, I'm doing this, scheduling, doing cancellations. You know how it is. Because SiriusXM is literally across the street. I didn't even know that you guys are right yeah. next door to Melt Shop. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Love the Melt Shop. You love the Melt Shop? Yeah, I love the, the Melt Shop. When did we get the Melt Shop? That was, oh, like, that was almost a year ago. Yeah, what? it was exciting when it happened. My uh, my brother-in-law's cousin, I don't know, some, some guys related to my brother-in-law runs the Melt Shop. Really? The overall deal. Why aren't we getting deals? Yeah, I was going to say. Because I'm lactose intolerant and I, I don't want to help I'm you. not. Uh, are you? Not even close. Look I at will, this right I here. Will, I will look into this okay. because it's nothing I've exploited because, you know, it would kill me. But uh, <laughs> Might be worth it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> really good. If I'm going to go, that's the way I'm going to go. But yeah, you're, uh, you walked over from Sirius, which is right near here. Yeah, it's, you, it's across the street. You are going daily on series. Yes, while well, Sam Roberts' show has been on for about... I've been doing shows over there in some way, shape, or form for... I mean, close to 10 years at this point. But Sam Roberts' show, in its current form, Mm -hmm. has been on Friday afternoons for a year. And as of Monday, June 1st, Mm -hmm. which will probably have already happened. No, no. 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 This is going up Thursday, breaking news. Thursday, Thursday. Okay, so as of this Monday, June 1st. (laughs) That's why we were so rushed to get you in here. Yeah, let's do this now. Uh, Yeah, as as of Monday, which is June 1st, Sam Roberts' show will be live Every day at noon on uh, XM 103 and Sirius 206 OB Radio. That's big, man. Congratulations. Thanks. That's How long a, is, is it going to be daily? Uh, it's going to start at two hours, so noon to two Eastern, and then it'll expand to three wow. 
in short order. What are you going to talk about for two, three hours every day? That's 15 hours of programming. Yeah. Are you ready? Have you Plus, thought about this? Whatever else you're working this on. This is last-minute intervention. Like, have you – do you know what you're doing? Well, here's the thing. Like, you guys have a Marvel-branded podcast. We do. We do. And we're not even sort of talking about anything Marvel right now. So we'll I, get there. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like all I'm doing is calling it Sam Roberts Show, so I will yeah. literally – talk about whatever i want so this for, is a good preview yeah. so for those of our listeners who enjoy uh, this segment of the show tune on into uh serious and listen to sam's show yeah subscribe to serious and listen to sam roberts show every day at noon on uh, on op radio are you gonna have uh katie on oh all, yeah is she katie gonna be daily be or she won't be daily because she's traveling all the time Ugh. but she'll be uh, a, a very regular presence on the show she's done some stuff for us Kaylin and all mm-hmm. yes absolutely she uh she's done some stuff at past san diego's for us she's definitely definitely into the marvel life uh as is sam yes um friends of marvel was the old uh club friends of old marvel friends of old marvel, friends of old marvel. boom, boom. i i spent a long time my my real marvel connection is all throughout third fourth and a little bit of fifth grade yeah obsessed Obsessed with X Men cards. Yes, and Marvel. I mean, we called them X Men cards. Yes. But it wasn't just the X Men cards. There were just X Men. cards. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I know I had okay. them, but I also had you quite a collection. You called the Marvel card X Men cards. Yeah, Marvel masterpieces. Oh, all right. You know the whole deal. Favorite favorite subset. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember having a giant binder full, yep. and I would have to. I went to a. a, a public elementary school that wasn't exactly in an affluent area. Okay, okay. So the only time I could bring my X-Men cards to school was when I brought my book bag and put a lock (laughs) on the two zippers. (laughs) Because otherwise that binder would not come home with me. Oh, man. Uh, We rushed you in to the podcast, our elaborate podcast podcast studio. Headquarters. Um, But uh, before you go, we'll give you a little bit of the tour and show you we have... Uh, uncut sheets of old Marvel trading cards, which oh are like my, my favorite thing to show because one, you never see them anywhere mm-hmm. else, and yeah. two, most of the guests who come in, who we give tours to, are of our like similar age and demographics, yeah. and like I had that, I had that, yeah. I had that. It was literally the only way I got my homework done then because I, I just wasn't motivated to do any work in school, and my mom would say, if you do, if you come home and you do your homework and you get it done by a certain time, yeah. You'll get a star or a point or whatever it was. And then it was like five points equals one oh, pack yeah. of X-Men cards. Yeah. And I was like, done. I will do my homework every so, day if so, I'm getting X-Men so cards. So wait, wait, here, hold on. Hard-hitting journalism. What happened in uh, fifth grade? Because you were like third, fourth, part of fifth. Yeah. I it mean, was an event, obviously. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> they, they weren't – because some ki- – I think right around fifth, sixth grade yeah. is when some kids, not me, but yeah. some other kids start finding – They abandoned it. Right. Women. Oh and, yeah. You know, there's girls around. Them. So then my friends yeah. with the X Men cards yeah. were starting to date girls, and so I just went deeper into the world of pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you doubled down and went the opposite direction. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there was that. I don't know if this happened to you, Ryan, because I had this moment where like, yeah, everyone was into comics, everyone was into wrestling. Then there was a moment that it like flipped, and you're you're not supposed to be. You're supposed to be the girls. Supposed to be all that. And I was like, well, I can do both. And if comics have taught me anything, I can have like a the secret identity <laughs> so I just started being really secretive about like going to comic shops and about watching wrestling about all that stuff but I still like I 
we still doing it all. And I remember, like, one of my buddies, like, my best friend, who the reason we were best friends is because we both love comics. We both told each other, we we're like, hey, man, I'm done with comics. Oh, yeah, I'm done with comics, too. <laughs> and I ran into it because I started going to a store, like, four towns away from me just so I wouldn't see anybody. And I ran into him there, and it was... It was one of the most awkward moments of my life. Terrific. Yeah. That's almost like a, but that's almost like a bonding moment. Like you it, know, you're, you at think. that point you know, like yeah. let's just be honest with each other. You would think, but we just didn't say anything to each other and walked <laughs> out of the store and never talked about it again. That's horrible. It was terrible. You know, uh, there's a lot of similarities between comics fans and wrestling fans, mm-hmm. and just you know both forms of entertainment. But one thing I always find that's interesting is a lot of comic fans and a lot of wrestling fans go through a period where they love it as a kid. And then they stop. Something yeah. happens, you know, like you're talking about with the cards uh, or you're talking about with wrestling, whatever it is. Like Pete Rosenberg, uh, he had that with wrestling. I had it with comics and with wrestling. That's why I honestly have trouble respecting Peter Rosenberg yeah. as, a, as a wrestling guy because he proclaims himself a wrestling guy. and He's got his wrestling podcast. He interviews all the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't watching during the Attitude Era. Right. If you're a person, if you're, say, between 25 and 40, and you weren't watching during the Attitude Era. It hurts your cred. I can't really have a conversation right? with you about right. it, right? I can't have a wrestling conversation with you at that point. I remember being like hanging out in the summer at people's houses and flipping back and forth between Nitro and Raw, and we would then we would play one of the Aki N64 wrestling games. Like <laughs> yeah. when we weren't watching, we were playing that game, and like it was just so such a normal part of every of those Mondays. I was working at a, a, like a sleepaway summer camp, summer '98 which was like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm missing Roger in summer 98. So what I would do was the camp was two hours away from my house. I would um, have my girlfriend at the time tape raw for me because she was still staying at home. I would, after the kids went to bed or whatever, which was like 9 o'clock, I would drive home, <laughs> say hello to her, grab the VHS, and then drive <laughs> back out. I would not get back out to camp until about 1 in the morning. Me and my buddies there would watch Raw. We would go to bed at three. And I would repeat this every Monday night. So you see, that's that's what, that's the cred, man. And that's what people who watch Raw now don't, <laughs> don't realize understand. is like it was such appointment yep. TV. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was absolutely no excuse to yeah. not watch this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Also, it was only two hours long, and it, like it was, it was more easier. manageable. That's true. It was a little more manageable. Yeah, slightly more manageable. So actually, it's fortuitous we have you in here right now. Yeah, it is. Because this is Wednesday, and, like, huge news just hit the internet yeah, on wrestling. I, I dropped my wrestling podcast yeah. this morning. <laughs> oh, oh no. So I'm sitting there going, like, here's what I think about TNA. And yeah. it's like, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the real news happened after the podcast dropped. So so to sum up, uh, I was announced today that Ring of Honor is going to be on Destination America, which is the current home of TNA. Uh, and we don't know what's going on with TNA. I mean, as we speak now, they're supposedly having a conference call with the, the talent. Can we Can we dial in? And put that yeah, on the, show. The, the best was like uh, Mike from PWI Insider. I follow him on Twitter, and people were like, "Are you going to be on the call?" And he's like, "I'm I'm not an employee." How do Talent. You, yeah. <laughs> why, would you, why would you think I'm on that call? I love stuff like that where there's like this disconnect of how everything works. Yeah, and how much access people have. Yeah. Like, well, you're a wrestling guy. Yeah. yeah. You've you've watched a lot of hours of wrestling, right? <laughs> you're, you're you know some of the guys. You can get on that. Yeah. It's hilarious. So, if you could record your podcast over again, which you can't, instead just talk on our podcast, what, uh, what, what would be your thoughts on uh, on all this? Well, I mean, there's no doubt. So, as of now, mm. as of the time this podcast is being recorded. Yes, which could change again by the time this podcast goes up. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But it's my understanding that the way they're setting it up is, as of this Wednesday, yeah. Ring of Honor is on at 8, and Impact's on at 9. Yeah. Now, Ring of Honor just posted a thing on Facebook, announcing and confirming, and they have the graphics, saying, we will be on Destination America this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Yeah. It's Ring of Honor, and this was their tagline. The best wrestling on the planet. That's awesome. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was texting with a couple people in TNA, like, what is going on yeah. down there? And they're like, no clue. No clue. No clue. Because I, I can't imagine how this is even feasible. You could say, okay, they're creating a wrestling block. It's not competition. Yeah. It definitely yeah, is competition. Definitely. And especially in the language that they're using, the best wrestling on the planet. Yeah. Pay no attention to the show that's on after yeah. us. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing if you're TNA? How do you enter into a TV deal that allows a network to sign another wrestling show to go on leading into you? Well, here's all right. So here, here, here's here's the point blank question: Is there a chance that they're working together, TNA and ROH? Is there a chance just because things are because because of what you just said? The fact that it seems completely unfeasible that anyone in their right mind would sign this kind of contract because there's been all this, you know, all, all, all this stuff about TNA and Destination America, but no one's saying anything official, and they're all, like, you know, smoke and mirrors. And threatening to sue people yeah, on the exactly. internet. Yeah, threatening to sue <laughs> people on the Your internet. TNA oh, did yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, like, they did. Is this ridiculous enough that this could be, and like you said, like a kind of the competitive nature of the we're on the channel? I mean, is there it, any chance? Of course there's a chance. chance. It's pro wrestling. I mean, if this turns into this is a work and TNA and Ring of Honor are putting on some kind of competitive deal, it's exactly what TNA needs, and it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. exactly what they need, yeah. Isn't it like – so AWA (laughs) teamed up with two other promotions, right? Right Right before they all crumbled. Yeah, it was NWA and uh, World Class, right? Was it world class? And then they did what was Super it? Clash. Super Clash. Super Clash. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and so like that was the that's the first thing that came to mind is like oh you have this one probably like mm-hmm. in your mind you're like yes this this could be really cool because I want to see a lot of those guys together in a really fun heated angle but at the same time it could just be that. Well, and I, I worry. I think that long term it makes no sense mm-hmm. for one of the two right. at least. Yeah. And Ring of Honor is not in trouble. No, they don't need anything. Yeah, the yeah. Ring of Honor is like kind of at this place where they've always been. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily growing as fast as I would like them to. They're not really growing at all. But they're in this spot where they're self-sufficient, at least it seems. like mm-hmm. I, they, You never hear about them going bankrupt. They just had those giant New Japan shows. Yeah. So would uh, the fact that this is coming just like, oh, by the way, it's Wednesday, and in a week we're going to have Ring of Honor on TV, or it's the, whatever day it is today. Um, but I think that the only way for this to work for TNA is mm-hmm. if it's a some kind of cooperative thing, TNA would need to come out victor- looking victoriously, which would crush Ring of Honor right. because yeah. there goes all their sort right. of indie, you know, little engine that could cred. Right. Um, you know, in the short term, if this is a work, it's fabulous. Yeah. But long term, it's it's not good news for Ring of Honor. It'll put him out of business, mm-hmm. unless Dixie bought Ring of Honor. And uh, but they're owned by a cable. Player, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't see it as possible. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, even for TNA, it's like okay, like once you do the Ring of Honor angle, you're still yeah 
TNA? Like, well, what's, yeah, what's the long-term strategy? The only long-term thing they would do is if they, their, their plans were to be, like, a super promotion permanently. And, like, they're going to mesh at some point. But I don't see how that would work. Right. Because you just like, outlined. Right. Because you go, okay, well, now we're TNA, but we got the Bucks and the Briscoes. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what, what is that super promotion? Like, okay, Jay Lethal's back? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, the thing that blew my mind was because you were saying you're like oh this just kind of like dropped it just happened out of nowhere but every guy on the ROH roster had a tweet ready to go that was with them I... with the logo with everything but that that's how you do it yeah. when you're like professional so and you're ready to go you you get all your ducks lined up mm-hmm. you pull the trigger and boom 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 it's an assault it was smart it was, yeah because yeah, I was smart. seeing all it's kinds really cool. of stuff from dudes I don't follow and I was like this is great this is do it yeah. the problem is, and and the reason why I would be more inclined to believe that it's some kind of work mm-hmm. if they were directly taking shots at TNA. Yeah. But Ring of Honor is promoting it as check out our show right. on Destination America. Not yeah. check out our show, it's on before TNA. Yeah. Not check out our show, we're taking TNA over. Not yeah. Nothing. It's just this is the channel we're on. Watch our yeah. show. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a work. I was just like, there's <laughs> it is. that little bit of, there's enough breadcrumbs there. And of course, that you could say, like you said, you'd say that for anything to do with wrestling. Right. You can think anything's a work because that's how we've been conditioned. And and just because it's not a work right now doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it won't they be. don't yeah. try to figure something out at the last yeah, minute. Yeah, that could be what's happening. Yeah, Dixie could be scrambling right now to <laughs> try to yeah. make something happen. Yeah. Um, I also, th- so it's Wednesday. They're going to both be on, right? Yeah. So it's the same night as NXT. And yeah, Lucha and the same night as Lucha Underground. Yeah, and I, you, and yeah. people who listen to the podcast know I love Lucha Underground. I watched that. I, I watched six episodes in a row. Finally caught up. You know who's a Lucha Underground fan? Who's that? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a little worried just for for Lucha. for Lucha because I don't you know I don't know how much that crossover is already there. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting thing because. That then that's like this one night where there are four separate shows on. I mean NXT is almost a non-issue because you can right. always watch it on demand, right. which yeah. I think a lot of people do. Um, but yeah, I don't. I still haven't gotten a chance to look at Lucha. And every, are you just in LA? Yeah, they do tapings all the time. I know everybody was telling. I was supposed to go to PWG show while I was mm-hmm. out there. I didn't do that either. Everybody's been telling me though that that's the that's the thing to watch. Um, so I'm going to at some point, and I'm going to kick myself for not having been on the bandwagon from the beginning. Yeah, I know I'm the same. I haven't watched it yet because I don't have El Rey and I want to watch. But I feel like, like you said, from what I know of Lucha Underground, it seems like they're, I mean, they're still wrestling, but it is like kind of a different genre. Sure. And I do, and I do feel like, it, here's what I'll say, though, like because of the, it's a season and it's more of a storytelling nature, yeah. I feel like it lends itself to binge watching more. And I think that's why they'll it's be fair. able Like you said, you watch six episodes in a row. I think that's because like they're telling more of a an arc. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like, Ring of Honor and TNA are going to continue to be, like, ongoing. Check out what's going yeah. on this week. Oh, exactly. i got to watch this week. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like you said, like, NXT, you can watch whenever. Lucha Underground, there's a little less demand that you need to watch it now or be spoiled. Right. So, those two, I think, will be okay. I think it's more... TNA's in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. TNA is in a lot of trouble. Um, I guess the last thing I read before all this was that they were talking about maybe they were going to cancel them in September. Yeah. And at least run the summer. But this also, this kind of feels to me like it's Destination America being a little dirty. Oh, yeah. This, this feels like when, what was TNN before it was TN, Spike yeah. TV, yeah. whatever it was, mm-hmm. when they brought on ECW, yeah. 
And then ECW was like, okay, time for more shows. And they were like, well, we're going to put Raw on instead. Yeah. Except this is the reverse. They're like, no, yeah. we found a cheaper show than you, <laughs> yeah. TNA. And we're going to put that one on. And people like it. I d- correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw that TNA had shows running and then Ring of Honor took over the, some of those dates. Was that last year or was that this year? It was, there was maybe you mean like live shows? Yeah, like a live that show. That was last year. Was that last yeah, year? Yeah, because mm-hmm. remember they took over uh, the thing at MCU Park. Right, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, to my knowledge, TNA doesn't run live shows anymore at all. No, they've been wow. making noise about maybe doing it again. Where? Yeah, they I don't. That's that's the least of their concerns right now. It's lit- I mean, yeah, because right now TNA is designed to me to be less of a, it, almost like Lucha, to mm-hmm. be less of an, a wrestling company. It's not a wrestling company. It's a TV show. Mm-hmm. They don't tour. They don't like the, you know their guys. They work three day weekends. Do whatever it is. Six TV shows and that's six weeks of TV. And then we'll see you in in a month. Um, they're designed to be a TV show. Problem is, they need a channel to be TV on if they're a TV yeah. show. Yeah. And now the Destination America has Ring of Honor. Like it makes me like, oh no, this is this is worse. Then when everybody was like, oh, they're going to be off Spike TV, they're going to go out of business, and all the TNA guys were like, we'll be fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> This feels wor- way worse than that. Yeah. Does Destination America add uh, Global Forces the third hour? I guess it could, but then TNA is like, we've spent all this time trying to brand ourselves as the second to WWE, and now we're just sandwiched between Global Force and Ring of Honor. Destination just Destination America just becomes like the wrestling channel. Like this is this is the counter to WWE Network as we've snatched up everyone else. I mean, it would be great news for Ring of Honor, and it would be great news for Global Force. Yeah, but TNA is still just like, oh come on, guys. The Bucks can sandwich. Both hours of TV because they're global <laughs> force yeah. superstars as well. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! So much fun stuff. Um, uh, NXT, are you you're, you're watching that regularly? I love NXT. So good, right? Yeah, you know who was on the wrestling podcast this week? Who's that? Big Cass and Enzo. Oh, oh. yes. How's that? Uh, they're the realest dudes in the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for our this week in Marvel listeners who have not listened to your wrestling podcast. You have a bunch of segments. Explain a little bit about what you do on there. Well, the first thing that I did when I got a wrestling podcast was what you alluded to in the beginning of this <laughs> podcast, which was track down Howard Finkel and get him to cut all my liners. Oh, because immediately there's there's legitimacy to that. Like, wow, well, Howard Finkel yeah. is announcing him. I guess I'll listen. Um, and that's something we can't steal now. Right. Oh, we mind. could steal from someone else, though. We know oh, right, enough okay. voice actors. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I do uh, I come on the podcast talk for a couple minutes, go straight to an interview, because I feel like on a lot of podcasts, not like this one that's not an interview podcast, but there are a lot of interview mm-hmm. podcasts that start with a long monologue. Right. And I think sometimes people skip the monologues. Yep. So yeah. it's like, you know what, exactly. if you don't want to hear the monologue, don't listen to it. I do a couple minutes just to set up the thing, do an interview, and then do uh, a state of wrestling monologue where I talk about whatever's going on in wrestling right now. Um, I've had a bunch of people on I it's great timing. I had Kevin Owens on last week. Oh, man, that is great timing. <laughs> and Bill Big Cass uh, this week, and then uh, a bunch coming up in the future. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, super fun. It's on, uh, it's on iTunes and Stitcher and NotSam.com. All right, so you can listen to you there. You can listen to you on Sirius right. every day right. at noon. Right. Being on Monday. Right. Um, follow you on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else. At NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Wow, so that's pretty much everything. Pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Oh man, thanks for coming on. We'll uh, we'll have to have you on again. The next time something big happens in wrestling and uh, it's already Wednesday, just 
come on over. I will. And you can be on here. It'll be perfect. <laughs> and if you need guests to fill your three hours oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on one of the days, you know where to find us. I will. Across the street. We're a melt shop away. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring one of the, uh, the Nutella milkshakes. Good, good. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break, and then we are going to come back with your questions and comments. Thanks again to Sam Roberts for joining us. All right, so that, that chat with Sam was pretty mage. That was great. It was, uh, yeah, I'm not going to steal any, any of those any of those catchphrases, but yeah, go for it. The war <laughs> you're trying funny. to launch with, uh, with Cheap Heat. Um, I do listen to our friends over on, at Cheap Heat. You can get them on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, you can get on what, Grantland? I don't Where know. Where are they man. from? Yeah, Grantland. Grantland. They're a sister company to us. Sister company to us. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you guys for everything you do. I don't know where I'm going here. <laughs> All right, we got questions and comments from you guys. Uh, since we had a Twim URC last week, that means we got plenty. Let's dive right into them. Agent Twim, first appearance of Black Cat. She says, what a waste of those marvelous muscles in regards to Spider-Man, saying, is Peter not her type? Um, no, what she's saying is, well, actually, no, she said, there he is stealing tires. What a waste of those marvelous muscles. Oh, I think it's because she wanted him to help her steal stuff. She's saying if he's not stealing stuff with her, what a waste. Sure. Also, they go to the bone zone down the line. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. And down the line. Yeah. And often. Yeah. So <laughs> Really good ham-fisted uh, bone zone forced reference there. Uh, that was natural, man. No, you're right. That went in well. Yeah. Uh, new setup works great. This is talking about our audio. That's great to hear. Volume issue finally fixed. And then it says Mike Friedrich is a freaking poet. Is there a picture here? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what comic this is from. Um, but it's written by Mike Friedrich. I don't know. Maybe Ghost Rider? Pain is a knife-edged thing, slicing deep in the soul and bringing darkness to the lightest of lives. That's legit. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. All right. More from Agent Twim. Is the mini .5 style interview in the middle of the podcast a new segment or just a two-week coincidence? Uh, right now, it's a three-week coincidence. Four-week coincidence. Because Booker T last week. We had Booker T last week. We had Aubrey and Joe the week before that. I had Tom a little bit before that. And now we had Sam this week. It's a thing we're trying. If you guys like it, let us know. Uh, if you don't like it, I guess also let us know. We'll probably ignore you. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, we're not necessarily going to have it every week. But if we have an opportunity to interview someone, yeah, we're going to throw it in. Because, you know, Tuesday is Blake's podcast. We like to let, you know, there's some exceptions. But we like to let him do his thing. He's got a lot of guests. And if Ryan and I happen to get someone we want to talk to, it's fun, then yeah, we'll, we'll throw it in here. And hopefully you guys are digging it. It's really frustrating that in his own book, they go back and forth on the spelling of Captain Marvel's name between Marv-L and Mar-Vel. That did not last. Of course, it became Mar-Vel pretty consistently eventually. Uh, but how could Roy Thomas know the tremendous capabilities of future editors like Agent M and Ben J. Morse? It's true. We edited a lot of we edited a lot of comics, <laughs> a lot of good ones. Um, whoa, Zeus and Mentor are brothers. I love Marvel mythology. So I guess I, he's like reading from something here. I think he's reading like an old Captain Marvel comic. It's like it's like Agent Twin went and did like his own Twin URC. Yeah. He's just giving a running commentary. So I'm just going to keep going with it. Uh, that means it. that Hercules is the cousin of Star Fox and Thanos. That makes Hercules even cooler. Hercules and Star Fox partying? Oh, my God. would be insane. Lock up everything. Just, like, going out and hitting the town. Ugh. Uh, so Captain Marvel is sort of like the beta version of Quasar, isn't he? Wow, that's a statement I've never heard. I, I can't even process I mean, that. Quasar, a lot of people just see as kind of like, you know, the eventual follow-up to Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's pretty revealed. I mean, this is one of those things when a character dies... 
early into their tenure, not even early. Captain Marvel was around for like 20 years, but he died in the 80s and it stuck. They tend to become very revered uh, in retrospect. So I don't think many people think of him as being like, oh yeah, he was just the first draft so he could make Quasar. No disrespect to Quasar, <laughs> but yeah, he was a great character. Yeah, too. I think of Captain Marvel and I think White Meat Babyface. Oh, totally. And, totally yeah. White Meat Babyface. And that's okay. No. But I don't have a ton of thoughts about him. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, the one thing about Captain Marvel you gotta remember is he was dead before we hit the period of Marvel where, you know, people really started digging into character. He, he had the 60s and 70s, but he never got the chance to evolve into the 80s, the 90s, to present day. We have a lot of retakes on him. I love me some Genus Fell, though. Yeah, Genus. Legacy. That was my favorite when he was called Legacy. Good old the, ponytail. ponytail. Yeah, you know. Uh, I never would have picked up Captain Marvel on my own, but by reading Avengers versus Thanos, I've fallen in love. Glad that romance is in your life. How much communication is there between Marvel and American Sniper regarding the use of the Punisher symbol? Uh, I had no communication with the, with the fine folks who put together American Sniper. Uh, they is that the movie? Yes, yeah. the movie with uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I think um, that it's based on reality, though. Yeah. Yes. So I, a lot of military people use the Punisher symbol. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. So I would assume they probably just did it. I don't know if they got in touch with us. Yeah, I, I think they just looked at the gear that to. the guys had, and they were just like, "Oh, this is what these realistic soldiers oh, yes. are doing. Let's replicate it." Yeah, but I've I've never spoken to anyone. Involved in American Sniper that I know of. Have you, have you either of you guys? Mm-hmm. No, no, I can't say that. Alec, any, anyone? No. All right, so okay. we haven't. But, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon. So I guess it all it's all connected. Uh, American <laughs> Sniper is not connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, my God, there's a character named Madame McEvil. That's amazing. I love you, Marvel. And the follow-up, that character is Moondragon? A little disappointing. I was hoping she'd still be around. So just... The highest of highs and the lowest of lows in the course of just a second. Someone could take up the Madden McEvil It's just sitting moniker. there. The brand is out there. Yeah. And it's just rotting. I see cool Marvel stuff in loot crates, but the only thing I want out of them is the Marvel stuff. Maybe I'll go for a bento box. Uh, and uh, I don't, I'm assuming that's an alternate loot crate. All I know is like it's a it's a sushi thing. Yeah. And I would love one right I now. I love some good sushi. <laughs> um, so Mentor says that, man, he really dug into this Captain Marvel arc. <laughs> So Mentor says that Mlot brought Moondragon to Titan, and Mentor told him to take her to the monastery. But I can't find anything about this Mlot guy on the internet, and he doesn't explain either. I know nothing about Mlot. I have not read. I've never heard of that. You know who's actually reading the original Captain Marvel stories right now is uh, Talent Relations guru Ricky Purden. Oh yeah. Yeah, he just had an inkling to read like the old Roy Thomas stuff. So let's get him on the show to talk about this. We should have him answering all these questions. Maybe we'll have him. (laughs) Uh, in an upcoming week talking to us about talent relations and uh, old school Captain Marvel. This next tweet is is legit. Irma Gerd. <laughs> love saying that. Uh, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires in Battleworld? My favorite comic, Secret Wars, Emotional Bone Zone. Uh, are we, we're oh, doing Wolver- the Wolverine Lord of the Vampires? The Wolverine and- Lord of the Vampires, that was a, wasn't that an Inferno thing? Or was that a different thing? Was well, that a different what if? There's a what if that takes like the infernal stuff yeah. and the vampire stuff that the X Men went through and mashes it together and has them do that. Okay, so I'll say this: we have not, we didn't see Wolverine in the first issue of Inferno, so maybe he's maybe he's hanging out. Mm. He's a vampire. Okay, I'm just curious where he got this. What got that from? Is yeah. he said, "Oh my god, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires?" Sorry, about, I don't know. He obviously got it from somewhere. Mm. So presumably we'll see him at some point. All right, or he was in a group shot. That's usually what I tend to think. So yeah. been a lot of group shots so far. OMG Spider Doc is amazing. 
Yeah. Uh, that would be from the Saint Wars Battle World, the Moisen anthology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Episode one eighty five. I love the constant references to not spoiling things. <laughs> Look, we don't. We just we don't want to spoil, spoil things. things. I mean, come on. Uh, I know you guys hate the universe numbering system, but what I don't know is why. It's comic book organization. I'll speak for me. You can speak for you. I personally, I don't know. I just I, there's no specific reason it's just oh it, it, it sounds it makes things sound more complicated to me than it is because right. to try to explain to someone what 616 is mm-hmm. rather than just saying the marvel universe or saying like 1610 when i can just say the ultimate universe i get that some of these don't have names but for me it's just uh you know in in, in this job and other things trying to convey things to people anything that makes it more complicated is just unhelpful right so that's why i don't like it exactly like I, I want new readers to be able to dive into anything that we do at any time, telling them, oh, yeah, that takes place in six, in 616, but 1610 is really cool, and then you should check out 1394, yeah. and, oh, the, the cinematic universe, well, that's actually, you know, Brazilian 22. It has 22. A number, I right? know it does, and I don't and remember I love, it because and, and I don't want to, you know what? like, it good, doesn't work for Yeah, good on these handbook guys who are super into it yeah. and name all these. Like, I wouldn't take it away from them. Just personally, it's not for me. Right. And, and how do you deal with 1602? Which is already called 1602, but presumably is also like Earth 4960 or something. Yeah. Uh, it's it just, you know, for the purposes of what we do and trying to get people excited about comics. If you guys like it, go nuts. Yes. All right. Ben Rimley. Rhyme, is that new? I think so. From he's Toronto, from Toronto. Ontario. We love our fans in Toronto. I think he's the... Is he, is he the one from Toronto that we've been talking to? No, the one that uh, has been like re- listening to all the back episodes. Oh, amazing. All right. Let's get know, right into it. From the past. Uh... Ben asks, Ben, did you ever read that Identity Crisis trade? Uh, it's still sitting at my house. I still have it. I am going to... Wait, did I? Oh, I did read Identity Crisis. Which one is that? It's the one where he takes the, like, different... Uh, he becomes basically the Slingers. He becomes, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Ricochet and Dusk and all those. Yeah, I read it. It was fun. Yeah. I read that a while ago. Yeah, so obviously he's going backwards. Because, yeah, I read that a while ago. It was, it was a good time. I have Spider Hunt sitting at my house, and it's been sitting there for, like, a year. <laughs> Rhymely says it's his favorite underrated 90s Spidey storyline. It's pretty fun. I, I, I like the ideas, like just the different costumes and identities, and, and the Slingers are a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Uh, he continues, who would be a better replacement for MCU Cap? Sebastian Stan's Bucky Barnes or Anthony Mackie's Sam Wilson? Who's replacing anyone? Let's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they all I'm stay the, as they are. <laughs> but I, let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. They're both great. Uh, out of all the Marvel architects... Hickman was the one I knew the least about and never looked into. After Secret Warriors, Avengers, and New Avengers, my eyes have been open. Recommendations besides Fantastic Four and FF? I want to recommend his S.H.I.E.L.D. book, but it's unfinished. Yeah. So if you want to read something really cool, but just understand that it's not done and has been kind of like on hold for a while, you can check out his S.H.I.E.L.D. work. Um, Hickman's done a lot of cool non-Marvel stuff, too. Yeah, check a out his creator and stuff. Creator and stuff is super cool. Yeah, I don't know. Is, is there anything else? No, because I think you, I think he covered everything here. I yeah. mean, Secret Warriors, <laughs> Avengers, New Avengers, and Fantastic Four are his books. Infinity. It sounds like not a lot, but that's a ton yeah. of comics. You have to understand that when Hickman does something, he stays on it for a long time. Yeah, but yeah, check out some of his work outside Marvel. We don't always say that, but uh, a lot of our creators, you know, do great. Oh my gosh. creator own yeah. stuff. So yeah, go see what Hickman did. Yeah. Uh, Rhymely continues, just gave an awkward slow clap alone at work for Ben's uh, name off of all Captain Marvels in episode 35. So that was like 150 episodes in one. Amazing. Probably, probably like more Captain Marvels at this point than there were when we did it the first time. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it says, after five years, just finished reading every Spidey comic from 1962 to present. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Congratulations. He says, this week in Marvel is my, con- my conquest now. Getting there. Well, if you're going to read every Spider-Man comic, certainly the logical follow-up is then to listen to every episode of this podcast. Yes, naturally. Uh, ben says, yes, I saw this tweet this morning. He said, my comic store recommended Modoc Assassin mm. to me. I almost put it back, but so glad I didn't. Well done, Ben. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Brickman says, Black Widow's yoga class is interrupted by Modak, who can't handle downward dog pose. Yeah, I have no idea what any of these are. I'm just going to read them all. <laughs> uh, Captain America was reading the sports scores when Red Skull shows up drunk and complains about the state of Hydra today. He's just, he's just like punchlines? Yeah. Whatever, I'm going to keep reading them. Black Panther gets an argument with the DMV over who is the best grunge band. Wolverine cuts himself shaving, but in a couple of seconds, the cut goes away. That's, that this is like, I feel like this should be like Andrew Dice Clay or Rodney, yeah. uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, like spouting Red Hulk some... becomes the mascot for a Red Bull. How about it? Hey, bing and boom. There were yeah. some very dirty ones. That oh, I you cut those out? Thank <laughs> you. Abomination <laughs> goes to therapy because he can't handle being called Abomination anymore. That seems fair. And Tony Stark gets fined for littering when he leaves his damaged Iron Man suit undetended on the sidewalk. Thank you, Brickman. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that was all about. Yeah. But, uh, cool. Kate Bangert says, just read Thor and, huh, wasn't expecting that. How the hell did she get to the moon? It's a story still to be told. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I think, actually, Jason sort of addressed it in Twitter. Yep. So if you go to Jason Aaron's Twitter, uh, the day after it sort of broke, he was talking sure. about it in a way. Story maybe still to be told in the comics, definitely told in social media. Yep. Uh, Kate says, wait, she kissed Odin's son, she loves him, and Thor still thought it was a different woman. So heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. The bum zone. Uh, Secret, Wars num- <laughs> Secret Wars number two. So much awesome in one book. Just pages and pages of holy Yeah. Censor yourself. <laughs> I did that. Good. Uh, Stephanie Hans killed the cover of Storm number 11. Wow. Gorgeous. Agreed. Stephanie is always killing it with the art. Stephanie kills art and not people. Yes, thankfully. Uh, Cade says, you guys always get questions about current comics and never about you as people, so I'm going to start. I just picked up Daredevil 41 uh, from 1968, and it's my oldest comic. What is yours? Um, My oldest comic is probably the first appearance of MODOK. Okay. So that's Um. from the 70s. Yeah, that's from somewhere in the 70s. Yeah. My oldest Marvel comic is, I know I have like an Uncanny X-Men from the early 70s, so around the same era. I don't know exactly which one it was. I have older comics, but they're from other companies. Yeah, I, from I other companies. don't know if I still have them, but I had like Golden Age, really, really, mm. really old. Wow. Yeah, and they were like, I did not treat them well. Yeah. But as a kid, I was just like, oh, these are great. They're very big comics. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I remember for a while... One of the first uh, books I picked up was, you know, they had like Uncanny X. You know, they did like the, you know, the silver border, like reprints of yeah. old Marvel books. And I had Uncanny X-Men number one and Avengers number one. And I bought them when I was really young. So I didn't, I didn't get that I hadn't just gotten, I thought I got these incredibly valuable back yeah. issues. But they were just selling for a buck fifty or less probably. Uh, it took me years, embarrassingly amount of years to understand that I did not own uh, X-Men number one and Avengers number one. Nice. Uh, Kate continues, my favorite cover is this one from Uncanny X-Men. It's number 234. Uh, what is your favorite cover? And that's a one where Wolverine's sort of like turning into a, turning into a brood. brood. So good. Uh, favorite cover, it might be Infinity Gauntlet number one. Mm. It's just so classic and established in my brain. Mm. Uh, X-Men number one from 1991, the gatefold is definitely up there. 
I like a lot of the George uh, George Perez is like one of my favorite artists, and I liked his Avengers stuff from the seventies and eighties. So I really liked a lot of the stuff he did there, and then a lot of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four covers. Honestly, yeah. though, probably my favorite cover of all time is uh, Nova number twenty five from the original series, with him blasting out just because it's Nova. Yeah. He's awesome. Yep. Um, or Annihilation number one, mm-hmm. Annihilation prologue number one. Mm-hmm. Cade continues. Would you rather be an Avenger, X Man, or Inhuman? Um, I'm going to go with Avenger yeah. simply because you got ill status. You don't have to worry about being Hayden, hated and feared because you're different, and you didn't have to come out of a cocoon. Yeah, I mean, this is a question between would you rather be beloved and, like, live in a, you know, tower or mansion or have everyone constantly want to kill you? Yep. So it's a pretty – it's a softball. Yeah. Um, How about you guys? Yeah, Avenger. <laughs> yeah, Avenger. Oh, Alex okay. just said Inhuman. Yeah. He did not. He yeah. did not. Everyone's said Avenger. We're all Avengers. All right. Uh, last one from Cade says, uh, Moon Knight keeps getting better with every issue. The fact that this series will end eventually makes me dread Secret Wars. Ooh. A lot of people should dread Secret Wars. It's terrifying. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see what comes out the other, the uh, other side. But read uh, Secret Wars Journal to get a little bit of Moon Knightiness. Moon Knight. And there's still a few uh, issues of Moon Knight left. Yeah. Uh, so that's not done yet. Chris Vaughn, Immortal Thor 99. I am absolutely loving everything about Secret Wars. It's totally bat-ass. Guano. 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 Bug nuts crazy, and it rocks. I feel like Chris doesn't usually curse, so he must really love Secret Wars. Legit. Couldn't locate the person you said I should contact regarding the Secret Wars poster. I had asked about, spell the name. Who did we say? Was it Terror? Probably Joe Terrabarelli. Terrabarelli. Just uh, do at Joe Tabs, J-O-E-T-A-B-S on Twitter, and that that is your man. Yeah. Con Hippie. Watching the final episode of Daredevil can be a long off season. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? I still gotta finish Daredevil. Um, oh, shut up, Alex. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna miss you. Uh, Dan Ronan, to you. Heir to the Empire novel was actually released a couple months before Dark Empire, so novel was published first. Just another Star Wars correction in a Indeed. long list <laughs> yeah. of ones you've received. Daniel Willis. Just finished Bucky Barnes number eight. I say this every time, but dear Lord, I cannot get enough of Marco Rudy's incredible art. Marco Rudy is one of a kind, man. Legit. DJ Fanko. Catching up on This Week in Marvel, 186. Hashtag, what up, Wolfman? The lone Wolfman rode alone in a pack of one. Hashtag, Wolfman Action Man. My least favorite hashtag in the history of Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, Patrick was by himself all last week because Strami was out yep. on vacation. Uh, recharging them batteries. Good week. Yeah, and then Strami immediately came back and annoyed me on email last night. Immediate <laughs> taco meat. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I wanted to yeah, reach like through 12 a 12 emails where he kept him. yelling about taco meat. Yeah. Sorry, if the joke's not getting over, just let it die, buddy. Just let it die. <laughs> That's not Strami's way. No, it's certainly not. Uh, Grant Gregory, has there been a universe or story that all of the characters' genders have been swapped? There's got to be a what if somewhere where this happened. Again, I know of another company that did it. I feel like that's my clarion answer here. But yeah. I don't know if that, yeah. I'm going to do like gender swaps. I mean, A-Force is about all the female heroes like kicking butt, but they're still the female heroes we know and love. Yeah, I- I'm sure you could probably find something in a what if. Something, yeah. Go through what if. Uh, Good-nailed skilled. Can I have the next issue of Loki Agent Asgard right now, please? Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I wish the Secret Wars were titles would have an overview of the characters in it. It would be a lot less confusing. Uh, I'm sure at some point some of them will have kind of a you know recap page, but a lot of the first issue I think would just dive right in. Yeah, and I think it's 
it's sort of about the experience of exploring sure. this new world. Yeah, you don't want to be lands. spoiled at the beginning, yeah. like, oh, yeah, Alternate Thanos is in here. No, it's kind of cool when Alternate Thanos shows up. Yeah. HW View, Haywood. My Twin of the Week was Thor 8. Jason Aaron provides a good conclusion of who Lady Thor is. Uh, who is Lady Thor, Alex? Um, was it Jane? No, Jane? wrong answer. Jane. It's Thor. Lady <laughs> Thor is Thor. There All is no right. Lady Thor. How can we send you out into the world Jeez, like this? Also, we, we, we're not into spoilers here. Yeah, we don't like to spoil. That came out last Last week, week <laughs> Twim was A-Force 1. It was a fresh take on heroines, and like the Jen is the leader in this. Jacob Foles, love my weekly fix of This Week in Marvel podcast with Agent M and Ben J. Morse from Marvel, plus their assortment of guests. I need more. How much more can we give? <laughs> I will give you blood, Jacob. Ugh. That's a great tweet. Thank yeah. you. Jesse Delia says, Trim of the week is Captain Marvel 15. Love Carol Carol with her Earth supporting cast. Hashtag Chewy, we're home. And he also continues, Enough p- time has passed for Age of Ultron. Anyways, anyone else see this Easter egg? Ultron wearing a crimson cowl when first meeting the twins. I did not notice that. Oh, yeah. Did you that, notice it? I mean, you saw it eight times, so. Yes. Uh, we actually it. put out the Easter egg, the Easter egg list, some things to, to egg check hunt. out. Uh, my favorite being uh, in uh, when Tony is getting ready for the final battle, he's like picking the uh, AI. the AI he wants mm-hmm. to use. Did you? Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not. We're not a spoiler we podcast. We don't spoil here. Yeah. We don't spoil <laughs> so, here. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Vinyl says, "Episode 185 is the first time ever the podcast has been loud enough. Yay. Thank goodness for the new equipment." All right, Johnny. I uh, said, finally watched WWE uh, Corey Graves' Culture Shock at Marvel. And hey, that's what Agent M looks like. If you yeah. follow me or if you ever looked at my Twitter, yeah, I post like a lot of like hiding, pictures of my dumb you're face. hiding your identity. Yeah. Um, you can also catch Agent M on any commercial for WWE Network. Ever. I still haven't seen it yet. Uh, the commercials. I haven't seen me. it either, but I've heard. Yeah, yeah I yeah. had people tweeting at me. Yep. Uh, I had a, I like one of my friends it? in... No, I saw a lot of people tweeting about it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know what I'm I saw yeah. one of my friends from elementary school <laughs> Facebook messaged me. It was like, hey, I was watching the <laughs> network, and I... Was that you? Yeah. And I was Is like... Is that what you yeah. look like now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, <clears throat> Johnny says, Is Brian Posehn done with Marvel for now, or did I miss an announcement on the next thing he's writing? Brian's taking a little break. He's a busy dude. Uh, he's a Hollywood guy. Uh, Jerry Duggan flying solo for the time being but of course brian is a member of the marvel family and you know did what like 40 something issues of deadpool with jerry so i'm sure he'll be back yeah uh, nothing nothing in the immediate future though. you did not miss an announcement yeah uh all right johnny vinyl says i'm literally <laughs> very curious about this jason manzuka's character you stole bone zone from what is his twitter now i'm gonna say that johnny is in on this one because Jason says literally all the time. Yeah. And um, <laughs> no, there's a the running joke in. Uh, so you're not gonna be you're not gonna be uh, tricked here. Yeah. And the running joke in uh, how did this get made is that he does not have Twitter, but ah, he is mm-hmm. still in the dictator. So you should check that out. There you go. Callie Hawkeye says, uh, This Week in Marvel has given me so many comics I'm dying to read, but I'm also super addicted to Contest of Champions. Help. Hashtag not enough time. Not That's a, a pro- great bunch yeah. of great problems to yeah, have. Not a problem I'm interested in uh, helping to solve. <laughs> No, we want to feed those yeah, addictions. That, those are those are things that help us. Yes. Kieran Doherty says, "Damn you both!" Whoa, whoa, whoa. coming in hot. Uh, Kieran says, "I'm now addicted to Future Fight. So long career prospects and normal life." Oh, but you're gonna love Future Fight so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in comic related news, I'm loving Secret Wars. I spent longer than I should have poring over the Battle World. Map. No such thing. Perfect. No such thing. Uh, Kieran says, "I also didn't see the Thor reveal coming. Probably the only one, but I was still pretty shocked. Alex Not the was, only one." Alex was yeah. taken aback. Yeah. 
I was shocked. Yep. Kieran says, reading Ultimate End, and I can't help but think I've missed a step. Is it set before Secret Wars 1? You gotta keep reading. Yeah. No, you... Yeah, yeah you, you... I think it took me a little bit during the issue to figure out exactly where yeah, it was. Yeah, but also during the chat we did with Bendis last week, he was pretty clear about, as the series goes on, you'll understand better what everything okay. means. It, cool. Like, he has not played his full hand yet. Last one from Kieran. He said, Jim Chung's art is always so strong. Gorgeous covers. Always. Hashtag A-Force. Our boy Harry Go has a Jim Chung piece for a top secret project that you guys will see soon that is one of the so most good, right? gorgeous oh my pieces God. he's ever done. Uh, he's got a lot of gorgeous pieces from a lot of great artists, but the Jim Chung piece is something special. Mm-hmm. Lance Presley, Secret Wars number one, explained what happened to Franklin. Reed asked him to create a pocket universe to evacuate everyone. That's true. We did see that in Secret Wars number one. So... That mysterious panel where we thought something horrible may have happened to Franklin uh, was not as horrible as we might have thought. All right. Why not just evacuate everyone to Spider-Gwen's reality? It seems to be exempt from incursions. Um, it's not. Yeah. We just haven't seen fooled. one yet. It's They're pretty smart guys. They, they know what's up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Spider-Gwen's reality was not safe from incursions. Yeah. Kind of cool suggestion, though. Yeah. Everyone living in... Uh, everyone living in... Living in America. Yeah. Pew Pew, on my gill. I was listening to This Week in Marvel last week, and I said, Blake Garrett sounds like he's from the South. And then I saw he was hashtag pointless tweet. I <laughs> hey, agree. y'all. Yes, Blake is a proud South Carolina man. Ronaldo, well done, Ben J. Morse. In reply to Brian last podcast, I, like many, thought it was pretty obvious why you don't spoil upcoming books. We both replied to that, and you yeah. deserve to share the credit on that one. But thank you. Ah. Uh, no spoilers if you've not listened to that yeah, episode. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, we don't want to say what one. we said. Yeah. Um, Ricky <laughs> Williams from the Dolphins. All my favorite Marvel couples are gone. Cyclops and Gene, Kitty and Colossus, Tony and Pepper, gone. Gone! <laughs> Hashtag life couples. We need them back. Uh, you know, maybe read Kitty and Peter Quill. They're pretty fun. Yeah, oh, they're so good. Who else? Is I love Cannonball and Smasher. They're one of my favorite yes. couples. I, I'm a big fan of them. We have lots of cool stuff coming up, um, but yeah, they're all they're all gone forever. About to read some classic X Factor Volume One. Hashtag Cyclops. Hashtag Gene. Hashtag Things Were So Simple Then. LOL. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out. Hashtag Torontonian. Hashtag Toronto. Hashtag Canada. Uh, you're missing. He's he's throwing yeah, emojis in there. There's emojis, but I'm, I don't know how to say an emoji. Thumbs up Thumbs emoji, emoji. Smiley face emoji. Sad face emoji. That's, is that a sad face emoji yeah. or is that like a? That's a sad face emoji. Just say, yeah, it seems more like a disappointed face emoji. See, there, it's all open to interpretation. That's why I don't say it. Yeah. Secret Wars. Love the story, but Doom ruined it for me, but that's just a personal thing. I despise the character. Ooh. Hashtag still got to read it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. We'll see if Doom gets hits. Episode 185 after reading Thanos Powers podcast got Bone Zone Horrific. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good That's a good Bone Zone Horrific is legit. It's happening. Mm. When you first landed the job at Marvel, how great was it to work for the company that created what you read as a child? Still great. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't stop, man. And it's so different from when we started. Like, oh, yeah. Like, this is not the same company we started at. This is not the same jobs we started at. Right. It's evolved and changed, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's fantastic. Yeah. Loved it then, love it now. Ditto. Rob Nolan says... 
Classic question. Eros of Titan first appeared in the early 70s, but wouldn't be called Star Fox until the 80s. In his first appearances, however, he had the yellow fox head on his chest. Hmm. Did Jim Starlin always plan for him to be called Star Fox? Interesting. Well, Jim Starlin's not the guy who named him Star Fox, so I'm going to assume Jim Starlin is just like, oh, this is a cool symbol. And then when they were looking to give him a name, they were like, oh, check it out. He's got that fox symbol on his chest. Yes. Hey, uh, He's from the stars. Uh, Starman, the uh, fox guy, uh, yeah. Star Fox. I think that's, Boom. I think that's, that's Captain America, by yeah, the way. Yeah, good Captain oh, America. Yeah. That was, I think that's more likely. Yeah. Uh, Rob Nolan says, huge thank you to all creators involved in Avengers World from start to finish. One of my favorite Avengers titles. It was really good. Yes, hell of a Very, run. very good. Says, I've always enjoyed Devil Dinosaur when he appears for comedy value, but Planet Hulk makes me respect him. You will respect Devil Dinosaur. Well, if you were in our live chat the other day, you will certainly respect him, not only for his ferocity, but for his insight. Yeah, and he'll eat you if you don't respect him. That's true. Yeah. He does make that threat a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob says his uh, twin of the week was Secret World's Battle World number one. Loved Strange Castle, Punisher Supreme. That's a good Wish we, Yeah, Strange Castle, Punisher Supreme. Mm-hmm. Let's get that out there. Yep. Uh, wish we could have seen more. Me too. Never say never. Yeah. Uh, Rob continues, says, So far, Secret Wars has not disappointed. Great opening salvo of comics that capture the heart of this fanboy. Terrific, Rob. We're very glad. Hmm. Ross Meyer says, Star Wars Dark Empire issues aren't loading for the reading club. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. Update. Works on the Marvel site, not on the Nook MU app. Mm. Um... Ross, if you tweet Paul Degnan, P-A-U-L-D-E-G-N-A-N, uh, he might be able to help you with the Nook. I'm not sure what that app, what the status of that app is, to be honest. So hopefully we can get that resolved for you if you're having further troubles. RP67, hell yeah, Mr. Hyde, messed them up. That was from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> he never got called Mr. Hyde, right? Mm. I mean, I read, I watched oh, it. I don't think, think so. so. No, I don't think so either. That could still be to come. Well, I'm not taking fish oil after watching Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's also pretty gross. I've never taken it. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah? yeah I Do you s- taste the fish? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I got I to gotta start taking it again soon mm. for something that I'm doing, and I'm not looking forward to it. Got my New York Comic Con tickets for that Saturday. Can't wait to go. Oh, good job. I'm excited for yeah, New York Comic Con. Very hard to get tickets. I tried. Sorry, Alex. Yeah. All right. maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be able to help you out then. Maybe you could, should have come and talked to us first. <laughs> um, can you spot what's wrong here? Old Hulk panel. Hulk saying Betty Brant is there. I'm assuming it's supposed to be Betty Ross. Oh, yeah. Uh, but who knows? Maybe Betty Brant is in there. Yeah. We don't know. have the next page. Yeah. I think we all know how this will end. <laughs> Hashtag Hulkamania. It's a picture of Hulk Hogan. I was basically doing the beginning of a Hulk up to Darth Vader. Do you think Hulk Hogan can take Darth Vader? No. I don't know, man. Once he hulks <laughs> up, he's pretty much invincible. Uh, Vader will cut his arms off. Those, yeah, but then those Hulk... 24-inch pythons can't take uh, a lightsaber. Yeah, but the problem is he cuts his arms off, and then he just shakes his head and just, and just blows at him, you know? I'm telling you. I don't know. Dude. My Hulk, money's on Vader. Hulk Hogan's taking out some pretty impressive characters this time. Mm. Since Disney owns Gargoyles, anyway, we can get the comic book series, Marvel released, and even more comics... I know there are rights issues here that go beyond Disney, but as someone who loved Gargoyles, uh, I would love this. Yeah, but uh, I know, but I know it's not that it's not that simple. Yeah, if it were so simple, it, it would be it would be done. This is great, um, and it's a panel from Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars, mm-hmm. and it is hilarious. Uh, Raph AB says, "Oh, love the little nod to Fury, Secret Warriors, and Agents of Shield." Hashtag cool. ca- Caterpillars. That was really cool. Oh yeah. Uh, Raph continues, am I the only one 
who got the Game of Thrones theme playing in his head while reading Secret Wars number two. Well played. Oh, yeah. I will now after when I read the next issue. Totally. Uh, Miss America and Loki are in a smooshy relationship in A-Force. After rereading Young Avengers, that's a change. Uh, not uh, really. Yeah. I would... Well, Lo- they kind of established that Loki is more of a mother figure. Yeah, they call her... America. They call the kids uh, her wards. Her and... Her and... Was it Wiccan? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not, so, not Wiccan. Uh, um, uh, Nico. Nico. Nico, who is not Wiccan. Right. Um, where are we? Uh, Raph says, where is Jean-Francois Bellou from? I'm saying his name a la French. I think he's from France. I guess. But I'm not sure. I've never met him. Yeah, I've emailed with him. He's a very nice man, but I did not ask him where he was from. Yes. <clears throat> Raph says, playing Spider-Man Unlimited in the subway. Sitting next to me, a woman <laughs> also playing it. She's better than me. Jealousy. Wait a minute. A woman playing video games? That what? seems crazy. She's really good, apparently, too. Yeah. She's awesome. Santa Bo- <laughs> She's awesome. Have you met her? No. Santa Bo- um, I just... I know these things. Santa Bo Clamark. Uh, grown men in comics that make them cry. Uh, we are awesome and adorable. I've never been called adorable before. Have you been called adorable? Yeah. I know, because you were like one of the sexiest <laughs> geeks alive or hey, something a couple you know, years ago. That so. happened. That was a thing. That was a list that Ryan yep. made it onto. Wow, so okay. that's legit. Yeah, congrats. Nah, it's years ago. You can't congratulate me anymore. I just found out about it. Yeah. Uh, Scott, I get a feeling Dr. Doom is going to have a big say in Secret Wars. Could you recommend a good Doom art to read? Cheers. Good Dr. You know what? Doom we Mars. should choose that as for a, a Twim That is a great call. Yeah. Stay tuned. We will find. We will recommend some good Doom. I mean, Books, I, of, Books of Doom is a good one. Books of Doom is great. I was thinking Unthinkable. of Strange and Doom. Yep. Uh, that Triumph and Torment. Triumph and Torment is uh, terrific. Unthinkable by Mark Waid is very good. Oh, yeah. A lot of the John Byrne stuff from the 80s is good. A lot of the old Stan and Jack stuff. There's a lot of good Doom So stars. much good stuff. Doom is one of our best characters. Yes. We'll just put it out there. Just yep. put it out there. Let it sit. Yeah. Sean McKenzie say... Hey, not sure if Ben is a metalhead too, but check out Sabaton and Van Canto. I gotta check those out. I am a hair metalhead. Yeah, you are. So, I don't know if those fit the bill. Probably uh, not. Uh, and he says, an ar- uh, for, for, an ar- for an arduous 40 days, I chose to forestall my conquest of this week in Marvel, but I have now returned. What is the 40 days? Uh, Lent, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, okay. Congratulations well, on making it through Lent. And... Thank you for putting us so highly that yeah, you would... Yeah, well, read what he says next. He says... After this great Kang panel. <laughs> uh, he says, as Catholics, we are asked to abstain from our specific pleasures mm-hmm. for 40 days. Some give up chocolate. I chose this week in Marvel. Hashtag brutal. That is a really high compliment. Thanks, Sean. Also, I feel like you were cheating because I feel like giving up this podcast is probably really easy. I'm just bagging on I'm doing the whole like self-hating gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> we're great. Yeah. I'm just lying. That's really cool, though. Thank yeah. you. Thank and, you. And congratulations on making it through. Uh, Shalinar says, any plans to release Disney XD shows on DVD? Um, hashtag Scar is my hero. Hashtag salad truly is just green water meat. Yeah, I wish it was. Um, I don't know. Honestly, Shalinar, um, maybe tweet to at the Wolfman. Yeah. And see if he can dig in. He's into, in charge of all that. Well, he might He's have a better idea. He's in charge of all that, but he might have a better idea than we do. Simon Williams, Simon Seb says, your Randy Savage impressions were great. Oh, I know yeah. some people hate the wrestling talk, but I liked it. Oh, yeah, thank well, you, Simon. Yeah. Hopefully. Really appreciate the tweets. Yeah. I hope that was great. I'm not going to try to I, I, I'm not doing, I can't He's not do the, the fingers, the fingers. need to do. Oh, yeah, the cream of the crop uh, rises <laughs> to the top. Hopefully you enjoyed our talk with Sam Roberts earlier this episode yeah. about uh, Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling and all things wrestling. 
Simon says, will Kamala Khan and or Miles Morales be a playable character in the near future? Hopefully in a spec op. And um, uh, he's asking that to Avengers Avengers Alliance. Alliance. Uh, Wait and see. We just added Deathlock this past week. So will Kamala or Miles be in the offing? Wait and see. Uh, Simon says, I got my little cousin Ms. Marvel Volume 1 for her birthday. She read it in one day. That's how good it is. Wow. Yeah, Simon. very cool. Thank you. Squirrel Boy, uh, just heard your interview on This Week in Marvel. Oh, this is to uh, Atlantic City Boardwalk Con. So to Mike, Mike Delessio. Delessio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was taking me, I was, I was struggling for it. And it made me wish you would come set up a con like that over here in the UK. That'd be awesome. It was another one of our mini interviews. I forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I had to upgrade to Squirrel Dad after having my own Squirrel Girl Willow yesterday. Aww. Congratulations. Congrats. Got a pick. That's amazing. She is beautiful. Way to go, Squirrel Boy. You Squirrel made that. Dad. Squirrel Dad, nice job. Uh, congratulations, that's awesome. Uh, we can't wait to hear more about how you are doing as a dad. Yeah. Tech Lord, my wife asked about Mattel and Hasbro Age of Ultron toys and why Black Widows was left out. Between Thor, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and a host of others, Marvel Comics is pretty balanced. Why the toy discrepancy? Um... I don't know. It's one of those things that uh, we don't really have as much insight into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some cool um, toys out there. I know Diamond Select Toys has mm-hmm. two Black Widow figures. Uh, Hot Toys is a Black Widow figure. Uh, Funko has Black Widow. I just saw what awesome, I saw an awesome Black Widow thing this morning that we I didn't know existed. Mm. Um, there's more. And I think, you know, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll be hearing you. I, I know we're hearing you, and that'll influence, uh, you know, where we go, hopefully. Absolutely. Unworthy Elevator. Will we ever find out what Fury said to Thor that made him unworthy? Not until Jason Aaron decides. <laughs> I think I've said this before, but I was at a creative retreat where our publisher, Dan Buckley, was there and admitted that he does not know what Thor said. Tom Brevoort does not know. What Fury said, and Amazing. Jason was there and said, "Yep, I'm not telling you guys." Nah, I love <laughs> said it. it. Jason holds his ground. Will curse you, Christos Gage. Curse you. A lot of cursing this week. Seriously, uh, that is in reference to episode 12 of Netflix Daredevil. Mm. With much sadness, on now to Daredevil episode 13. I don't want Daredevil season one to end. Under masterpiece. Kudos to everyone involved. Uh, hashtags you, me, and Christos. So I assume we were all involved. Uh, good job. Thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate it. It was and hard, but we did ni- it. <laughs> nice thing, Will, is you're getting a season two. So yeah. there you go. Totally. All right, that's the end of the road for this week. Twin URC for next week. Speaking of Daredevil, Daredevil born again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read that this weekend. Alex, you should read it too, even though you're not going to be here. I will. And I think this is our time to say uh, thank you to Mr. Lopez for uh, over a year of great work. And give give the floor to you. I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone that's put up with me on this podcast. All the tweets that I've gotten, even though they're not that many, you know, that complimented me or didn't compliment me. And uh, thank you guys for everything. Thank you guys for having me. I will say no one did a better job, and this is pressure on you, new intern Alec, <laughs> okay. that no one did a better job of organizing the uh, tweets and podcasts kind of syllabus than Alex. Yeah. I, would you agree on that? Yeah. That's a, an arduous task. Yes. So it's very important for us, for the show, too, yeah, to, to get it flowing is, correctly. He has set a high bar. Yes that will never be left over. So basically Hopefully don't screw it up. Yeah, okay. don't screw it up. Yeah, any words of wisdom to your, your successor? Uh, I'll give him some tips afterwards. Oh, wow. All right, keep yeah. all the best. Very good. Cool. Thank you guys for listening to this super giant long episode. We're getting longer and longer. Hope you like it. This is Marvel, your universe.